0: Well, mate, this has been Brode, and you're watching Born to Be Cosmo. <laughs>
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Bornaby to Cosmo, a Marvel Snap card game par- podcast. Wow, I, I didn't do that one so well tonight, huh? <laughs> where we talk about all things related to Marvel Snap and where I flub intros. I, of course, mm-hmm. am joined by my two co-conspirators and partners in crime, Nate Wolf and Zombies Go Nom Nom. Uh, Cosmo is a twice monthly podcast, except when it's not. Uh, we usually stream on Saturday, except when we don't. Um, so happy to be joining you today a day late on a Sunday for the record I was the cause of us being tardy Um, and I'm not sorry so there you have it (laughs) that's right right. (laughs) but I I am happy that we we managed to uh, stick around this time and I think that uh, uh, we've got you know quite a bit to talk about even though we've met for the last two weeks in a row Um, so I propose that we dive in with the latest uh, Marvel Snap news and talk about what is to come tomorrow.
2: Oh, news. Yeah. Uh...
1: (laughs) Time for... This just in.
2: Breaking news. Live from the Daily Bugle.
0: Parker!
3: Parker.
2: (laughs) Oh, dear. Yep.
1: Gotta get those bumpers. (laughs) Parker! (laughs) Parker! get our get our money's worth
2: that's right that's right
1: yeah so i mean today tonight is the last night in north america at least uh for the um current season and tomorrow night uh in precisely 24 hours and 12 minutes uh we will be rolling into the spider-verse season uh that's going to feature uh quite a bit of cool stuff some new cards some changes in terms of the cards that are being released and how they're being released Uh, So uh, and and of course, uh, you know, introducing an entirely new competitive game mode, which I I think uh, we're going to we're going to cover. There's a a lot of interesting things to talk about there. But I thought we'd start by uh, assessing what is all in the battle pass package. Um, You know, generally speaking, if you're a, um, you know, uh, not a free to play player, obviously, but a, a budget minded player. Battle Pass generally offers the most value in terms of cards, cosmetics, um, and and other goodies. So, uh, Zombies, why don't you take us through all the wonderful things that we will get tomorrow night? Sure. Yeah,
0: so uh, Ghost Spider it's the new Season Pass card. Uh, she was down a mine a long time ago, but got buffed a little bit. So she's a 2-3, and uh, she moves... What's it? She moves the last card you played to her location. Yeah. And uh, it's neat. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I you guys saw the, the video uh, they put out for the dev update. And uh, I loved all the animations that all this, the Spider cards got, both Ghost Spider and uh, all the other ones that are coming up. Oh, they're so, so good.
2: They're so they look, good.
0: They look really great. Uh, the timing's really good because they just put out the into the, the Spider-Verse movie. I still have to see that because I love the first one. Uh, or across the Spider-Verse, I think that's what it's called. Um and uh we're going to so it's all Spider-Man stuff this season. We're getting variants for Spider-Man and Miles, uh, as well as Ghost-Spider 2. I love the the Miles one is like my favorite. Oh, it's oh. so good. It's so good. It's fantastic. It's it's really really good and Miles is seeing a bit more play now and he might even see even further play with Ghost-Spider right cuz makes him uh, easier to be a one-cost, five-power, which is pretty good. Uh, I also really love the the cardbacks are this season. I wonder which one. I mean, maybe they already uh, they already know with data mines, but I wonder which one is going to be the gold. I imagine it's going to be the twenty ninety nine, because uh, that
1: might be easier. I'm if I had sure. to
2: guess, it' probably that one, but I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tricky to to guess.
1: Well, um, it, if we look at what they did in um, with the animals, uh, the animals uh, season. They took the darker themed one and made that that's one That's what gold. I
0: figure, right? And... Like they can just take the they can turn the red into gold whereas like Ghost Spider would be a little trickier, right?
2: Yeah, they'd have to turn like the pink into gold maybe or turn the white into gold. It, as well. it, it yeah, would look kind of weird. Light,
0: it would look strange. Yeah. Well, I don't know, we'll see. Uh but that's aside the point. Um yeah, this season looks really cool. I think the the one thing about this though is Ghost Spider uh, you know obviously we're gonna try a bunch of neat stuff with her tomorrow, but it's gonna be one of those cards where uh we're not gonna see its full potential until like as the season progresses I don't know I don't know if we know the order yet or not on when the cards are releasing um but depending on the main two uh that synergize with her are going to be silk and uh spider man twenty ninety nine who actually works a little bit differently than we initially thought. And so i think he's actually a little bit worse because there was some wording confusion so with his wording uh they were basically saying first time this moves to a location destroy an enemy card there so how me and a lot of other people interpreted that is the first time he moves to a location he blows something up there and that applies to each location Uh, that turns out to not be the case it's just a one time it's just a one-time thing uh They're
3: crap. And, crap. 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 Yeah.
0: Mega crap. <laughs> so uh that's a little unfortunate because I think that does make this card worse. Uh will it still be tried in the move stuff? I'm sure it will. And hey, I mean I mean it's still a
2: four-six, but like that that makes the card so much well
0: it, it The wording's it, just poor too. Like I feel like everyone thought it worked <coughs> the way I just explained it, and then when they explained it, uh it was like, I don't know. I think it just needs to be worded more clearly. Cause I, I think a lot of people are going to be confused by this interaction when it comes out.
2: Yeah. It, well, it makes the card significantly less exciting than we thought it was going to be.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's, if it only it just,
2: works one time, cause then you don't want to.
0: Shang-Chi
1: with extra steps. And <laughs> well, a chance to hit something small. And super Shang-Chi.
2: RNG. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean. Three extra power for all that downside is that worth it well
2: okay. i don't know and Maybe it's not
0: abu deck will make it work somehow you never know it, <laughs> it's, it's not
2: it's not like an on reveal or anything either it's just static wording and so you can't passive, copy yeah. it with like abs man or anything like that it's just like it's it's like a one-time deal it's
0: so. like yeah you get a four six and you're gonna blow up one of your opponent's cards uh now we know i use 3k yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of speculation on uh on which card was going to be the Series 5 card. But as we can see on this this nice graph from Snap Zone, uh, Silk is our lone Series 5 card this month, aside from Nebula, uh, if you didn't get the pass. And then Spider-Man 2099 and Spider-Ham are going to be launching in Series 4. So that's super cool. We've been asking for them to do this for forever, and it actually does feel pretty big that like basically two of the the three non-season pass cards this season are Series 4, because not only will more people pick them up because of them being less tokens, but more people will open them. Um, So you can just get... You'll just have a lot more people playing the card, I think. They're also going to be introducing that mission system where if you buy a new card, you're going to get some missions that you can do with the card to get tokens back. So that will hopefully uh, help reduce the cost even further. But... I'm very excited to see uh, how people kind of react to the system because this part is really great. The part that people had a problem with was like them messing with rotation. So we we also get to see what happens with rotation this month. Uh, are they going to rotate stuff down? Are they going to say it's uh, a skip a month kind of month? Uh, I think it's time for Jeff to go down to series four as well as a few other cards according to the old schedule. So we'll see um but surprise
2: jeff is not a big bad
0: (laughs) yeah i was i I still think he could be a big good or just a big jeff (laughs) Uh, yeah it's it's i'm excited for the cards uh that are coming this month silk is definitely my favorite um it's a shame spider-man 2099 seems a bit worse but i'm sure people are going to make the card work and do some fun stuff regardless and then spider ham i think is like the sleeper I think people are going to hate this card a lot, but it's going to be really amusing. And it's going to. uh, I think there are a lot of decks right now that have like a big six cost thing that they're trying to do, Uh, whether that be Hulk or Galactus or just a lot of decks. Doom have a, a big six cost card to close out the game. Right. So if Spider Man, Spider Hand can hit that for one cost and maybe in a bounce shell has the potential to hit more than one thing depending oh, on gross. <laughs> what the, the highest cost card in your hand is i think there's a lot of potential for this card um and i think he might actually be the most significant impact to the metagame though i think silk is gonna be really good as well in an already good deck and sarah it's gonna be good i think silk's just gonna be good in a lot of stuff two five is very powerful in, yeah Especially enabling some of the the move synergy cards that we haven't seen as much in a while, like Craven's going to be a really crazy one, I think. You know what's really uh, funny?
2: I, like I I'm prepping for for like a side project, and I've been reading a bunch of comics, and it, it's silly to me, but like Craven and also like the Vulture are actually like major villains in in the Spider verse, you know? And so the fact that those two cards in particular interact with the move, like the move cards or the Spider-Man move cards is pretty funny to me just from a, from a lore perspective. Sorry.
0: Uh, but... Hey, that's
2: fun. It's fun. Um, I, I heard something today. I read it on the internet, so it must be true that spider ham reveals what you hit at least initially. And I don't know if that's intended or not, but that but you get to, that that? You, well, I read it on Twitter, so I don't know if it's true, but somebody said that at least initially that it was going to uh, show you what card it hit. That which,
0: would be really big for in terms of information and knowing what you like, what they had, and what you no longer have to play around. That would make the card even better,
2: if right? That's, if that's true, if that's true, which I, I don't know if it is, but
0: like
1: video, I'll look it up right now. But As they did—they did, the did say that if you spider ham and you ham a card, and then you play another spider ham, it will it will reham the ham if it's only deep. if it's the biggest,
0: right? Yeah. And, but I wonder what happens if you have two six cost. Is oh, it-
1: you know, you you know, you know what happens. <laughs> so,
0: you know, you know,
1: it's 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 a fifty <clears throat> fifty. Yeah, this Spider Ham's going to be an important card. I, I I I can't help but feel that this is going to be the answer to nerfing Galactus and High Evo. Although, I mean, they already have the patch ready to go, more than likely. So, I am. Uh, I, I am curious if they're going to hit Galactus on top of just unleashing Spider-Ham into Series 4. Those monsters.
2: Um, I bet you anything that the play rate has gone down since High no, Evo. Has no. it not?
1: Of, Gala- no, of Galactus? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's gone up, yeah. actually. Oh. Uh, it's so- funny.
0: There was a dev comment about it, or like a Q&A thing, and someone's like, why, why are you nerfing Galactus when it has low win rate? why not hit something like Spider-Man? Cause that's what everyone hates and it has high win rate. And then, then Glenn said something along the lines of Galactus one Galactus doesn't have a low win rate right now. And two Spider-Man doesn't actually have that high of a win rate. He's just
1: being like the closer after the Galactus turn. Um, so it was uh, kind of funny. to see.
3: Okay.
2: I mean, so on, on
1: untapped on untapped right now at infinite Galactus has a 6.6% play rate which makes it the fourth most played archetype, two of which are high Evo archetypes in the first two places. Um, Excuse me, the third most played after the two high Evo stuff. My bad. It has a 53% win rate, which is quite high, and a 0.25% average cube uh, rate, which puts it squarely into Tier 1, 5 from the top deck. Now, I don't really like to look at average cubes as a lot of people who do. It it has a win rate to match its cube rate. So that's at infinite. If we look at ranks 80 to 99, Galactus jumps from a 6.6% play rate all the way to a staggering 13.1% play rate actually. It's 1% lower than it was or 0.9% Oof. lower. Its win rate drops from 53% to 50.4. Um but that is a really high play rate. Um, it is almost as high as well, never mind—they split high Evo in two. Um, but it's as high as as the good high Evo deck. Mm. <clears throat> so it's mm-hmm. it's still seeing a lot of play, I guess, is what I'm saying. And and I've seen anecdotally more of it at in infinite. And it, you know, it's a good deck to farm at infinite because a lot of people have just stopped playing Galactus hate you know,
2: so yeah, well, and and also I think people like, I'm just like in infinite, I'm just booster farming. And so even if someone snaps or whatever, and I don't have like the follow up, like just play it anyways, because I don't really care. And I'd rather get the boosters than worry about the cubes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, not everyone plays that way. But until there's like leaderboards, it's like, I don't see the downside.
1: People hate well, I, mean, know well I know
2: they do i know they do
1: people hate galactus it does have a very high play rate i, d- I don't know i think that that to me like spider ham is naturally it's not going to be guaranteed against it but like at the same time it's gonna it's gonna yeah, hurt I'm because cool. you're gonna hit okay if you don't hit galactus you'll hit null or death like yeah you know if you don't hit the win con you hit the way that it projects power the funny I thing is
3: gonna,
2: oh i'm just gonna say like Hitting Null or Death are probably even more impactful, right? Because then Death becomes unplayable, because then the the energy cost won't reduce, and Null will just be a six mana like zero. Yeah,
1: It'll be a <laughs> so. six zero. Uh, and yeah, Death will be a
2: nine twelve that you can't play.
1: So maybe maybe they just maybe what they do is they they push out Spider Ham first. I don't know. Um. It's also going to be good against high Evo. Uh, cause, uh, Hulk smashes. Oh, and, the Hulk uh, is everywhere. Yeah. Hulk, Hulk will become pig Hulk, which is just like vanilla Hulk. Um, yep. True that. So. Oh
0: man. I've got <laughs> pixel Cyclops in my shop tonight. And I think it's like one of the few pixels I'm missing for, I have most of the high evo cards. Oh pixel.
2: God. A full up full pixel high evo. Yeah, oh, you I'll have just, to. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: and uh misty knight and cyclops i think are the only two i'm missing i have have both of those as pixels
2: (laughs) (laughs) i i'm really curious to see how these spider-man cards are going to be i'm super hyped about them just because i uh i really enjoy the comics and and the movies and all of that and so i've been i've been saving my tokens up and i have enough to get all of them i'm so excited to to play with them even if they're not very good they're so iconic that I think they're going to be fun, if think nothing people else. I
0: like them, yeah. Like, even if they don't end up being good, I mean, maybe they will be better than.
2: In a worst the, case uh, scenario, think, like, who knows. talking stats for the cost, like, they're really good. So, even if they don't play out right or like how, like you don't necessarily need to play them in a move deck not really or what if you play them in like a lane lock deck where like you lock down the lanes but then you can still pop cards into them maybe i mean with storm you could i guess not with professor x but like it'll be interesting it'll be interesting if nothing else i think it's going to be pretty fun so
0: i loved how in the video ben Broad pointed out it's like she can even move cards uh left or right um, she can even move even move cards right because like so many of the move things like heimdall and whatnot, oh right they all go left yeah. yeah
2: well oh his video was so great like it reporter so Broad. and actually like
0: it seen it <laughs>
2: good good nod to the multiverse when like ben brode meets ben brode uh it was so funny and and it's so like on brand and they've been they've done a good job so last month we got guardians of the galaxy that was time to to release with the Guardians of the Galaxy Three movie and now we're getting the Spider Verse to, to be themed with or right in time with a new Spider Verse movie that's just coming out. So
0: Yeah, it's it's good uh cross promotional marketing, that's for sure. Like it, it definitely you uh, capitalize on like, oh hey, people are interested in this character. Well we have a whole like season about it and definitely makes a lot of sense when they can line it up like that
2: oh the kim jacinto electro is coming to the shop and i'm buying it so fast
0: that's that's an ultimate i believe it is
2: it is i've been waiting for that one for ages though that's it's the a cool one. The problem it's with cool. all the data mine stuff is that like we see it so early and yeah. and none of it's in okay. the game and it's like i i mean half the stuff on snap zone or you know untapped or whatever they're like they're not in the game yet and so it's like oh When's that coming? When's that coming? But
0: like even the Thanos, we found out about it and it was like, Oh, it's launching. And it didn't even launch till like the next month or something. Um, so yeah, it's, it's kind of, kind of weird how that goes, but they showed off some of the, I'm hoping they don't put any of the, the ghost spider venom ones in the ultimate slot. Cause I think those are really neat. And I want to grab one of those. She has like two or three different. There'll be ones. a I couple. Cause there's,
2: there's an art germ one. Um, that yeah, I'm the sure Archer will be one
0: is really really good. I know that one So
2: without without getting too much into it the the they call it like so the venomized version of ghost spider is this is a major plot point in in her story And so it makes sense now because at first I saw it and I was like, why is there three or four different variants of the venom version? And then I read the comics, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, it makes sense. It's like major, major storyline issue that like fundamentally changes the character for like the ongoing series, and so it uh, it makes a lot of sense." Mm-hmm. But anyways, yeah, I hope I think. There's so many. There's at least three, right? That some of them will probably be ultimate. At least the archer yeah, one. Yeah, maybe
0: one of them. We'll see. I'm I'm gonna hold out, hope that it's not because I don't. I mean, I have the tokens. I could no. Get it's it, but like
2: if you to have it. to get the gold, like that's like it's like twenty dollars, right? It's like buying a twenty dollar variant. Which yeah. you know, if you're super into it, like okay, but it adds up very quickly.
0: So oh for sure yeah like I I have variants I like for like most of the. The cards now, so I'm usually just holding out for some of the the new ones as they release. Like I I was lucky and like I got a variant for High Evo, which was cool. Oh,
2: I'm still, that's cool. I'm
0: still waiting on Kitty Pride though.
2: Um, we are getting the miles ah, got, uh, got got the miles bundle there. this this month mm-hmm. as well, which should be kind of fun too.
0: That one's neat. It's coming with a card back, which is a first. Um, I'm probably passing on it because I just I like the pass variant a lot and. The variants you definitely what sell me on the bundles
3: i
2: wonder if at some point like they could do a thing where you could like randomize the variant you know like like when, when sure hearthstone you know way. randomized the the hero portrait you could randomize yeah. the variant or something at some
0: like point that. they're gonna have to do something like that because like think about how many variants you have now imagine how many you'll have in like a year or something like that like it's just uh you accumulate even if you're not like buying a lot of stuff you just naturally accumulate variants
2: yeah so these ones uh that we are getting through the past like looking at them real quick we got the um the Spider-Man and uh Ghost-Spider variants it's Ghost-Spider 2099 and the Miles Morales with the boombox really cool and then we've got a Spider-Man and a Miles portrait and then the uh Spider-Gwen or Ghost-Spider and Spider-Man 2099 card backs so should be pretty cool if you like Spider-Man
0: yeah, and I think it's gonna be pretty hype season for because I mean a lot of people seem to really be enjoying the new movie. I'm gonna try and see that this coming week. Uh, looking forward. To yeah, it. Father's
2: Day is coming up. I might drag my family along and make him take me to <laughs> see it next weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. I'm uh,
1: as, as any. So I, I I I'm not super hot on this on this one, but I think that like the battle pass just in general is good. Like there's got to be something in there that you like. Like I'm not. I'm not too fond on Ghost Spider. I don't like the Miles Morales Boombox variant. I don't like the there, but I like the Spider-Man one. I think that's a good Spider-Man variant. I'd use that. And the card backs are sweet. And you also get all the the boosters, which you know is funny because I find myself clamoring for more boosters these days. Uh, the mm, the mystery variants, the gold, the credits, like the Battle Pass is just good. And and then also like you know even though I don't think Ghost Spider is very good. Um, just making sure that it's not going to be rotating through pool five and four. Like, it's just, you know, if you're going to buy one thing, the, the battle pass is probably the, the best value. And so I know people sometimes say they're going to skip battle passes. I mean, fair enough. I just don't think it's worth it. Even when they're not, you know, maybe the, the battle pass that, that speaks to you. Well, I think you still get a lot of, a lot of, lot of stuff.
2: All right. So here you go. Free, free to play relatively perspective, right? My kid's account. We don't buy stuff, right? Only only the Battle Pass. He decided to buy the Battle Pass this month and not the one with the boosted levels, the $10 one. Yeah. Today we hit rank 60. So at rank 50 on the Battle Pass, you, you've gotten everything right up to the mm-hmm. point. And after rank 50, you're just opening up collector's boxes with random stuff in them. And so today we hit rank 60. So we got all the stuff and he's so happy that he did because not only did he get the cards, like he got a bunch of variants and a bunch of uh, like the card backs and a bunch of other stuff that like and and you know now that like okay nebula um is now like gonna be in season or series five it's like oof Mm -hmm. that's a bummer what is interesting is that i've seen over the past month a bunch of cards um dropping into the variant pool that were previously like 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 the um steampunk ones that were like from the variant rush event and stuff. And like some of those are like popping up now. And so it's kind of cool to know that you like, if you miss one of these things that you still have a chance of seeing some of that stuff later. But I think for, Are they it,
1: popping up? I, didn't I know swear,
2: a... I swear, I saw one. I, I just don't don't take it for gospel, but I swear I've seen a couple of those things pop up. That um, I know
1: the beta ones are going to be coming back in bundles, but I, I I didn't hear about it. It wouldn't surprise me if the variant rush ones did. I'd be surprised if the bundle ones did. Probably they'll they'll. I think with enough
0: bundles. time, but not anytime yeah. soon, would be my guess on the bundles. Also, it could be, uh, they do have some ones on the theme. Of those ones that weren't actually in the variant rush, like the, the winter vacation one, there are a bunch of winter vacation skins that weren't actually a part of like, Oh, it could be that limited time thing. So that, that could also be it.
2: Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Don't, don't take it for gospel. Um, but anyhow. Yeah. So also coming next month is the, uh, the conquest mode that we everyone's kind of been well I should, yeah yeah coming tomorrow right well, is,
0: well no it, it's coming with the patch most likely probably so in, a, in a
2: week probably
0: or so 10 days or so okay. 13th, i believe I think, the 13th guess, is the it's either the 13th or the 20th um i imagine it'll be the 13th but we don't know for sure okay um but yeah that's when they're going to be doing the patch probably we also have an ota this week as well they said june
2: oh god but they didn't um, say what's in it yet right
0: no, no. no they, they crying just Galactus
2: they over the here. End.
1: Well, they I don't think, OTA Galactus. No, they're not going to OTA
0: Galactus. Galactus. It, it, well, if they change his text. I don't know what they're going to do to Galactus. I, I'm i very kind of up in the air about it. I, I think they are going to do something impactful, but I'm really not sure what they're going to do to the card. Like, it's kind of... going
2: to murder like my boy.
0: Kind of tricky to say for sure what they're going to do um with him. Because I, I think they also realized... They they're in the position of like, yeah, a lot of people don't like it and it's being played more than we like, but the reason it's being played so much is because a bunch of people like it. Um and so they, paid they don't want to like tokens
1: for it. Yeah, like they don't
0: want to scare off all the people. Like, I don't think they're going to outright murder Galactus. No, you
2: can't, as a big bad. Like they they can't do that.
0: No, yeah, it'd be it'd be dumb if if uh that was their course of action. Part of me we'll
1: they kill it just because it is a big bad, and then all the people who are big bad apologists will be like <laughs> surprised Pikachu face, you know. They'll, so. they'll
2: if they kill it, they have to put it back down to like series four or whatever.
1: I mean, well, that'll make him even more mad. Um <laughs> oh, I can't count. I don't know what they're gonna do.
2: no uh, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so in in the in the dev video that came out a few days ago, at the very end of it, like they spent a couple of minutes talking about the conquest format and the way that the ticket mm-hmm. system works and and kind of how that goes. And it, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, it was a lot of information crammed into a very short amount of time. And so it's, it's a little bit difficult so I, I to will, like-
1: I will try to explain how conquest mode works succinctly. And then you can grade me on how I do after. So conquest mode is the new game mode that basically takes what we know as battle mode and puts it in an online context where you play other people on the internet um kind of like ladder although it's not ladder oh God, we're, works, we're not going
2: to 10 games i hope right
1: well i mean perhaps depends on the league oh no 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 league has 10 but well if you mean within a round itself no i mean against really... the
2: same person right
1: well you'll you'll no you you, you play it like have you played battle mode yet yeah yeah
2: but it's so, so you play playing but, it's the same person until you hit until, a, a certain hit number of points out. right yeah
1: right yeah. so yeah. whoever takes 10 points of damage first loses and then you know you move on to your next game and your next opponent there are four kind of um we'll call them uh um, like leagues leagues or or you can think of them as levels or um mm-hmm. you know pairings. so the first one is called the Proving Ground. And there's no entry fee. It's free to play. You can enter it as many times as you like. That was confirmed, which is wonderful. Because now this is the default no stakes mode where you can clear quests and farm boosters. um, And you can play as many times as you like. But if you are trying to win, for every win that you get in the Proving Grounds, you get a silver ticket and... 15 medals we'll get back to medals in a second let's let's focus on tickets tickets is what lets you play in the next level of the uh, conquest format so it goes to proving ground silver gold and infinity In silver it costs a silver ticket to enter or you can spend gold 80 gold in the case of the silver arena now in order to get a gold ticket out of the silver arena you need to get two wins now the thing with the with the with the conquest is that there's you can't take you can't eat a loss it's not like arena and hearthstone where you can go like you know seven and two you lose you're out you have to re-enter with a ticket or go back to proving grounds and get another one Mm -hmm. gold increases the stakes it costs a gold ticket to enter or 200 gold and here you need to get three wins to get an infinity ticket now infinity you require a uh infinity Ticket enter or 500 gold and you need to get five wins if you get five wins in the infinity conquest tier then your portrait that you battled with will get an infinity border uh, that's the only confirmed goodie you get for clearing infinity um they may add more things later although and I th-
0: the medals so you get medals for every one of these tiers except i think tier the free tier i don't think you get medals you just you get a ticket you oh, get you 15 do?
1: medals yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, they give you a, a trip of metals. Yeah. So to put it in perspective, proving grounds gives you 15, silver gives you 120, gold gives you 370, infinity gives you 1,375. Metals will allow you to buy things like credits, gold, boosters, and then if you buy a whole whack of things, um you can get things like exclusive variants and other cool things. So Oh I mean, god,
2: you... you said exclusive. <laughs>
1: yeah i said exclusive but the nice thing is is that you can you can grind the conquest mode by playing casually and getting medals um uh, we'll yeah. see if... the
0: the medal thing actually looks that's the thing i'm most excited about do we have a picture of the the rewards cuz they did show the
1: rewards yeah um, here i, I from Snap, you can take this from snapzone uh this table uh, let me throw it in chat for y'all
0: it's pretty neat um how they're doing the rewards i think uh because people were concerned about this right like what if there is a cool exclusive variant and like i'm not the best player in the world will i still have a chance at getting that and what it looks like from what we're initially seeing is like the answer could be yes uh you don't necessarily need to be uh the most gifted snap player in the world to still actually get cool stuff out of this, which I think is actually a really good thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. Because there's always going to be like FOMO and whatnot. uh, Well,
2: especially like some of these characters that are like, I don't know, like we're doing Spider-Man right now this month. And like people like, I I like Spider-Man, but people like love Spider-Man and dropping like a spider-man related character right like they're talking they're gonna plop in this red goblin variant mm-hmm. uh people are gonna lose their minds if they're not able to get some of this stuff like yeah um, and
0: we know that these metals are going to be a monthly currency so the metals are going to reset every month as are the things in the shop uh and oh interesting so you
2: can't like stockpile them you gotta spend them
0: no you gotta spend them um but i think that's good and looking at the prices here the prices on a lot of these things are relatively low which makes me figure that most of these i think except for the ticket i think are going to be one-time purchases like there's no way they'd put a mystery variant at 100 if you could buy that a bunch of times right
2: oh Um, you can get gold with with these like yeah. medals, that's rad because you can get...
0: so it's okay. like they have nine different things we see six of them here mystery variant silver ticket 150 credits there's a title there's boosters and then there's gold so this just seems good you know people have wanted a way to earn some more progression in the game and now you can do that just by playing the game and you can work towards it and see how it's a zero out of nine purchases i guess you have to get all nine things in the store with your medals and then it unlocks the variant for you. Hmm. So I think a lot of people were worried you'd have to clear like the final tier to get the, the cool cosmetic. And that is not the case. Uh, You do still get something if you do that, the, the infinite avatar, which is cool. But I think most people are going to want like the stuff in the store and the, the cosmetic for like, in this case, green goblin a lot more than they're going to want the variant thing. Um, well, and you can just earn this just by playing. You don't have to play the the toughest of the tough at the end of the month because how I don't know if Blue already mentioned this, but the the final tier, the infinite tier, is uh, it's only going on during the last week of the month, and that's how I guess they deal with like queue issues where uh, you need people to queue into. So you can do all the other tiers whenever during the month, and you can amass those tickets, and then. When you get infinite tickets, you save those for the final week of the season, and that's when everyone can do the infinite challenge and go for the the avatar stuff. Um, but I kind of so like that. Yeah, it just seems like they found a nice balance of they found a way to incentivize people to do this without having to do an insane amount of grinding or having to perform really really well, or you know having to buy in every time. A lot of people were worried about that, and that looks like. It's not going to be the case if you want to skip some grinding to the higher tier. If you want to go for the higher tier, the option's there. But you don't really get any inherent benefit from doing that. You're just saving some time. Um, And you're actually getting, like, less, right? Because by buying in, you're not getting medals from, you know, winning the previous leagues. Um, So it's... I don't know. I I really like this system. I'm excited for battle mode to finally have a place in client um, where... People can just play it, and it kind of gives us a pseudo-casual mode, too. Yeah. So this is, I think, probably the, at least on the surface, the best-looking update I think the game has gotten yet. And I'm, I'm really hoping there's no hidden element of the the compliment sandwich in here uh, it all looks really good so far and i'm very
1: excited for it
2: don't put any onions in I my compliment the, sandwich <laughs>
1: so a lot of people asked the questions that people were concerned about like were entries to proving grounds time gated um which a lot of free-to-play games do um no i i think that the only criticism and and i don't even care personally i, I know some people will is that The gold cost to enter the upper tiers does not require a ticket. So if you're like Mm -hmm. Whale McWhaleton, you know, the last week (laughs) of the month, you can just keep spamming for 500 gold to try over and over and over again. And you know some people will do that. So there is a pay-to-win element in here. You still have to win the
2: matches to get the thing, though,
0: right? right? Yeah, Yeah, like... Uh, you're
1: giving yourself—it's kind of like the Hearthstone tavern. You're, brawl, you're right?
0: jumping well. You're skipping like, levels. the Hearthstone yeah.
1: tavern brawl that lets you start off like at seven wins instead of zero, right? So uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's all a matter of perspective. I, I think that that the fact that they've made it, um, the fact that the bottom end of like proving ground and silver and gold to a certain extent are so accessible. Mm-hmm. um they what they've done the one thing that i've really wanted to see a card game online do and that is a way to engage with the game competitively that does not mm-hmm. require grinding ladder that is so amazing one of the reasons why i like magic the gathering arena is because you don't have to play ladder to be competitive people draft exclusively or do the constructed events which is like you know constructed arena for those who have played hearthstone it's competitive. There are there are high rewards on the line if you do well with them, but you don't have to you don't have to be a ladder grinder to get those things out of it. So you can you could have a fulfilling experience playing Snap exclusively in battle mode and not even touch ladder. I think most people will to get the goodies, especially the 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 the, the, the rank 90 bag. Yeah, um, if you can snag it, but like I mean, it's just it's but, just a great way to play the game that, that, that will still feel meaningful without it being, you know, a freaking ladder grind, which I just, I can't, I can't handle anymore. I just, yeah. I just don't like it. I think so, it, yeah.
2: every time I hit infinite, Mike, my, my mental health takes a, a dip for a few mm-hmm. days because it's, it, it's, it's exhausting and grueling. And I mean, at least we start back at 70, but like, then you make zero progress for a week and then, you know, have to claw your way in and feel like, oh, a, just Oh man, it's
1: exhausting now. Like they, I mean, I don't want to diminish your accomplishment or anyone's accomplishment hitting infinite even right now is freaking hard, but they've made it like almost like 60% less games you have to play. So oh you no, it's just like true. It's just, it was even worse. Oh my God. Well and you that, hit it that,
2: before I did for sure. I, it's been the last three months now I've hit it in a row and it's like, but every single time, it's just such a... It, it, it is yeah, a grind, it, and it's... It feels it's, bad. Yeah, um, yeah, well, that's
0: why it's nice that this mode is going to give people a bit more of a casual option. Because right now, it's so ironic that people... Like, the casual game starts post-Infinite. Well, but yeah. most players aren't going to get to Infinite because it's a really <laughs> steep grind, and, and you have to be fairly decent to get there. So it's like, you need, you need something where people can just go and mess around with lower stakes. And... This seems like the great thing for that with a free entry fee, because you can get your quests done. Uh, you don't have to worry about tanking your rank. It's I think this is going to result in more people playing the game more often than they were before, because yeah. how many times, like when the season resets, are you in a position of like, well... I'd like to do this quest or whatever, but I'm like, you know, one off of a rank. Oh, my this quest God. And doesn't really line up with the deck I'm trying to play. When and- we
2: were sitting at rank 95 and the quest came in that you had to discard 10 cards or whatever, and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, no, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not playing discard <laughs> on ladder at rank 95. Like, nope, not happening. And like.
1: Hey, man, discard's a fine deck. <laughs> Ah uh, are no discard slander here. It's no, it's no rocket butt insults.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I'm just happy that this gives you an alternative to doing those like i I love doing like your daily quests don't stack, right? So if you you hit no. six, like I was telling my kid like, hey, you gotta clear those because they won't you won't get new ones. and you, you gotta clear them to
0: um, I was too I was too over my stack and I noticed. As it was like 10 59 i was like "Whoopsies!" Oh, well, yep. <laughs> yeah. i
1: lost uh, i lost two this weekend also um, so yeah it, it it's 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 rough um,
2: i have a question about the about this thing before we move on because i watched the video this uh battle pa- or whatever you call it the battle mode conquest mode so uh, in the yeah. video like he went he went through it all very quickly right and i think we haven't seen it actually so it's hard to tell but he said that you get an infinite border for the avatar that you won with, is that right? So like, you know, whatever avatar I'm using right now, like I'll get an infinite border and it'll keep it. And then next time, like, I guess you want to be using a different avatar so that that one gets the border. So I guess that's the incentive to like do it with different ones. Are they trying to make avatars like suck less?
0: (laughs) Yeah, they they're trying to make you feel accomplished in your avatar. I mean, now that players. I have
1: those, those avatars are going to be super scarce. People are like, can you do this more than once a season? I guarantee you getting 5 battle mode wins in a row against other good players is going to be Oh yeah. very hard. I mean, it, it's like it's going to be really tough you're you're gonna see people i bet you they're gonna have to make it easier to i bet you they change it because not enough people are gonna get it and people are gonna be mad <laughs> but yeah, we'll five in a wrong. row
0: is a lot because the thing yeah. the thing about it is it's it's not that
1: you're winning five
0: games in a row you're winning five battle mode games five in a sets. Row. and every battle mode game so i i only played battle mode initially after it dropped a little bit and uh every one of those sets unless it was a total blowout which is pretty rare uh those were like 15 to 20 minutes which is like because the snap games themselves are shorter but like you play quite a few games especially if you're not uh if you or the opponent isn't snapping as much or if you're aggressively retreating um it's uh it's it's a lot of games so like one of those going for a five win run also worth noting you're not locked into a deck Um, they confirmed there's no like deck lock-in so you don't have to play the same deck for all your runs you're allowed to switch decks well that's kind of cool so that's kind of neat i'm curious if people are going to do that i imagine streamers are going to do that to try and combat uh stream sniping or whatever Yeah, yeah i'm curious to see what happens with that stream sniping Hasn't been a huge problem in Snap for the most part. It's been fairly rare, but it does happen. So I'm curious. You know there are going to be some people who really want the event reward and are are going to be willing to go to some dubious measures to try and accomplish that. Um, But we'll we'll see what happens. But it's definitely the thing I'm most excited for in the game. And I probably like... This is the thing I've been waiting for for a while. Because right now there's just like... Playing the game is fun, but there is no real stakes or purpose post-Infinite right now, and uh, it, it's nice that this will give something else to do that's a different form of content, um, and particularly one that is really fun, but the community hasn't been as engaged with, because uh, tournaments haven't been like an in-client thing, right? They're all external Um so it just makes it kind of tricky uh, where, like, your, your more casual player can't easily get involved or might not have the time. Whereas this seems much, much more appealing for uh, a casual-type player. Like, anybody can do this. Um, and I think that's going to be really great. I think they structured it in a really great way. And it's going to give people more... Between this and the fact that they're doing, like, weekend missions, too, and the the card mission thing. Like, I think they're doing a good job giving people more stuff to do in Snap because I think that's been one of the the bigger complaints for a while is that once you finish your, like, your dailies or your weeklies, aside from getting boosters, there's not much else to do in the game. Um, and so this seems like a good way to give people more stuff to do and explore the game in, in other ways.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Definitely. Yeah
0: can't wait and it's soon it's like it's it's gonna be in like hopefully it's either the 13th or the 20th i imagine the 13th however looking at past months it's always been the third tuesday so it might be the third tuesday which would make it the 20th but i i'm guessing the 13th but i don't have any uh any particularly special information on that one way or the other
2: well we shall see
0: yeah, we well either way we won't have to wait that long. So, um, I'm definitely excited about it and uh I can't wait to do some some content on it cuz battle modes really cool and now getting people more interested in the community in it seems uh really good. Yeah,
2: yeah, me too. Well, also give me something to grind away for too. The uh, like just having something low stakes and and that you can do to get these like exclusive variants without having to pay money like
0: than infinite too like it's not as stressful of a grind as infinite and you still get cool stuff i'd say what you get out of this is arguably more interesting than the the card back you get for infinite mm -hmm. um so i think this is i think the game really needed something for players to strive for outside of infinite and i think this really kind of checks all the boxes there of giving players that experience
2: yeah All right. Well, we do have some bundles also coming up this month. So unless anyone has other stuff about this uh, conquest mode, I'll swap the images out here.
1: Yeah, obviously with every month comes tons of bundles. Some are cool, some are good value, some are not. So I thought maybe we might just uh, give a quick uh, glance through, see if there's any particular bundles that... uh, we think are our ones to keep our eyes on or things that, that we might be purchasing. Um, and, uh, yeah, cause, uh, if there there's a lot thing, of them, the yeah,
2: Fiona, the-, the Fiona Heisch ones, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but, um, her artwork is amazing. If you haven't it's seen it so yet, it's, good. it's, it's almost kind of like a watercolory style and there's art for, um, death and, and venom, and a couple other characters and it's incredible. So I'm Her really...
0: style is really great. I'm I'm looking forward to it. But overall, like personally, this this season's a little bit lighter on the bundles that interest me, but I'm also very okay with this because I've spent a lot of money in the last few months. So I'm okay spending less money this month. Um for the the big thing I noticed about this month for bundles is uh and we can the the chart displays it very well here. Um, the the real money bundles are where the value is, and they're not trying to hide that very much. <laughs> like the the non real money bundles this month kind of suck. Uh, they're really not that great. They're they're very focused on the cosmetic, and you're not buying them for progress. You're buying them purely for the cosmetic. Now, if the cosmetic really interests you, great uh it's going to have different value to different people but we can see a pretty clear discrepancy here uh for not all but most of the uh the bundles the real money ones have way more value both in terms of like actual content and progression value um so i think they're they're trying to uh get more people to to make the plunge and buy something that you can't just get with you know saving up your in game gold that you earn Um, We see that, so they have the Hard 8 bundle, which I think is uh, Doc, Ock, and Black Cat, and that also gets you uh, some credits, some tokens, some gold. Basically, if you're going to buy gold, or if you're planning on buying gold anytime soon, you should not buy gold, and instead buy these bundles, because they have gold, and they have other stuff, and it's much more... Efficient is like the, the TLDR for the the hard eight the the bring the pain which I think is Scorpion and Hobgoblin. And that one has four thousand gold for thirty dollars. When we think about eight thousand gold is normally a hundred dollars, and you're getting two variants. It's probably one of the better deals they've ever offered. I'm pretty sure two variants, two avatars, four K gold for thirty bucks is uh pretty good. Um, so I, I'm keeping an eye on those ones because they have cool variants and they're generally. Uh, much better value than the the normal prices. There are some okay ones here, though, for gold. Uh, the Sandman one has fairly decent value. Uh, Festival of Light. Which one is that? I don't actually. Let me see. Let's see Festival. Looks like a five dollar bundle.
2: Uh, it's one with the arrow variant.
0: Oh, they changed the name of it. <laughs>
2: I think the, yeah. The data
0: mind it literally said arrow is still good. Oh
2: how <laughs> but, funny! Yeah, I
1: mean, oh they're not calling it that anymore. That's I so guess funny. not.
0: That's really funny though. Yeah, uh, that, that was probably like an internal like temporary name I bet, but it's yeah. pretty funny. Uh, it was funny to see that. So that's gonna be the arrow bundle, and that one you know if you want just a. A budget thing, five bucks for a variant, 500 credits, 500 gold. It's a nice variant. Things. Yeah, it's Arrow and nice variants. Name a more iconic duo. <laughs> right. Um, and then the Fiona one, like Nate mentioned, I'm really excited for that. It's Carnage and Venom and her art style. 20 bucks, you get those, you get 2K gold. Uh, just, yeah, another pretty solid one if you like the variants. Um, we do have some gold ones here that aren't awful. Uh, one of them, trying to see where it is, Mecha Connors kind of interests me, although the, the total value one for that one is kind of low. Um, but maybe if you buy the other ones and get the gold that way, it becomes a little bit less better. But a lot of cool variants, a lot of bundles. Um, The, the, long, the short of it is generally, unless you're free to play, if you're considering a bundle this month, you probably want to look at the real money bundles cuz they are just generally way way better value than uh most of the other ones and uh they're still trying to do the booster packs and i really do wonder how many people buy those cuz they're so so ridiculously bad value I'm random to just r-
2: random boosters okay. seems so bad to me like
0: yeah and we uh, like we've even given uh feedback about that and obviously they'd have to find a way to implement it but like, uh, a lot of myself and other content creators have said, hey, if you want to try and sell boosters, It's not the craziest idea in the world, but we're not buying random boosters. Like, we need boosters for the specific card you want to split. It just it amazes me that they haven't tapped into that more because for your turbo whales, for your people with a full collection or close to a full collection, there's so much money for them to be making off of splits that I think is untapped uh where you know oh man i could just keep gambling on splitting my thanos until i get a really good one and it's not like you're selling power right like it's it's just cosmetic upgrades to the card so i'm surprised they haven't tapped into that more because like i know i'm the type of person that if i go for a split on a card and i miss if i had the boosters I would have that temptation to be like all right Keep going. let's go again. <laughs> and uh, I feel like there's a lot of money to be made there that is kind of untapped. Uh, maybe it's a little predatory, I don't know. It's, but uh
2: <laughs> I just can't wait until they let you enable like going into, you know, the card that you have as long as you've got you know, you've unlocked it between the borders and the crackle effects and the 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 backgrounds. Yeah. Because like, all right, cool. I got the Kim Jacinto knoll that I was wanting forever. And I finally got it and like, all right, cool. I split it. And I like the, the sparkle effect that it has is like, it's like a blue one. And I'm like, that's cool. But it doesn't really match the card. Like I, I wish it was red or something like that. Right. And it'd be cool if you could like swap those out or having, you know, the, the different borders like match each other, um, whether it's infinite or red or orange or pink or whatever color. Right. Um, as long as you've unlocked yeah, I've it, I've been
0: doing that for high Evo where my high Evo deck, I'm trying to get it all orange border, but it's tricky. Cause like,
2: I would, he- I, I would split my decks if I could do that. I just don't like having them not match, but like, dude, I would love, I like the gold backgrounds. Um, you know, and I know you got to split it a number of times before you get them. I I'm honestly not a big fan of the black and white ones. I know people love the inked versions and I don't really, cause I can't see them very well. Um, but the gold, like, dude, I really enjoy them, but I don't want to split it and get it like now, you know, unless I could choose the, the border color, then I would totally do it. Um, but, yeah, but anyways, yeah, no, yeah. I, I think
0: they will definitely do something like that and whatnot. um, and they, I think, yeah, it's just there's a lot of potential. I, I love the splits. I mean, the splits are, I think, one thing that you find really cool no matter where you are in the game. And especially when you get, like, you know, that... I think everyone remembers that first, like, inked or that first gold split they got. It's really cool, especially, like, I've been playing the game for a long time. I've been playing the game on and off over a year now, including, like, the beta. And it's cool to see, like, now I went from being the person who'd see all these other beta players with their their fancy shiny versions of cards and it's like oh i'm now that person <laughs> like, i i remember like eagerly looking up like oh how do you get an inked card and how rare are they and what do you have to do and it, it's uh i think it's a really exciting part of the game and definitely why a lot of players view it as much of a, a collectible game as they do a, a playing card game because you know building your collection that's very clearly a A core part of their design philosophy
2: oh yeah oh yeah Mm -hmm.
0: and for all the bad stuff with it i think most people would agree that the uh the cosmetic side of it is really cool and it even gives you like neat stuff if you're not a person who's into cosmetics Mm -hmm. i think it, it can be kind of appealing so that's that's pretty neat
2: something for everybody for sure um. All right. Well, let's look at let's, let's look at the data. Blue, you hinted about this earlier, but looking at the meta, uh, pre infinite and post infinite, um, believe you, this is using data from Untapped.
1: It is, and I took the screenshots on Friday, and even since then, things have changed a little bit. Um, and and really, what's changed is that it kind of trended in the direction that i was predicting so um you can show the the snapshot of data i'm gonna i'm gonna look at the current data to speak to where we are right now on uh sunday night um as we go into reset tomorrow um but basically while play rates differ greatly between infinite and non-infinite the best decks since the high evo patch are really starting to um Come into focus, and um, I thought that we would uh, do a little check-in on 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 the relative win rates, and then look at what we think are some of the best-performing lists that we see. Um, of course, lists are constantly being refined, so we'll have some potential substitutions or recommendations for substitutions as decks as data sometimes can lag behind the refinement. So the first uh, first up is the pre-infinite meta um so pre-infinite meta being ranks 70 to 90. 70 is generally when things start to get sweaty uh although really in a five-week month perhaps it would have been better to look at 80 to 90 instead since most people probably got into the 80s but you know be that as it may we'll, we'll leave it right there for now um so kind of just switching my slider here to 70 to 99 all right, so the the only difference now between what we had is the um, top top two decks are still the same, uh, Sarah Control and what they call Control. Control is basically um, the lane lockdown high evolutionary decks. So that's the high evolutionary deck that runs cards like Spider Man and Storm. That is the best high Evo deck. Asterisks on that um, and uh it's performing quite well untapped doesn't sort by win rate they sort by average cube rate And you can see on the screen that the win rate for the control high evolutionary deck is considerably higher than sarah control and has a considerably higher play rate because bluntly it's easier to play but also because sarah control gets hard countered by wave and to a lesser extent Standman. Whereas the Lane Lockdown High Evo Control Deck does not. Um, so they're two excellent decks to play. They're among the, the the better performers. Sarah Control starts to do a lot better at Infinite, um, but you know, it's, still, it's still amongst the top five. Uh, then Kind of going down the list, we have Lockjaw. So this is also a high evolutionary deck and one that's really on the rise that's seeing a lot of rapid refinement and tournament play. This is basically Janejaw with a high evolutionary package of Hulk and Wasp. And um, with some of the refinements that we've seen, the deck is performing really, really well. Interestingly enough, it's really bad into Galactus. And I think this deck is going to be really popular at Reset. And so, if you're a Galactus Enjoyer, um, you know, this might be your last hurrah. So, um, (laughs) you know, just just putting it out there. I've played a lot of this deck. It it is very good. It is much better than Thanos Lockjaw, sadly. Um, Good deck, uh, followed by Bounce. Uh, Bounce has seen a drop in play rate, um, but it still has a very high win rate. Um, More more noticeably post-infinite, you know, I, I look at Bounce and Sarah Control as kind of being two sides of a coin, right? So Sarah Control plays Kitty Pride and Hit Monkey in more of a reactive style, whereby you want to try and throw priority and then swing it back last turn with like a Shang-Chi, an Enchantress, and a big Hit Monkey. Bounce just says, I'm not going to react to anything you're going to do. I'm just going to stat bomb the board. And Bounce probably, left unchecked, is probably, even with all the high UO stuff, Um, able to put some absurd numbers down Uh, again deck is held back due to things that are keeping spam in check notably wave um, and lane lockdown it doesn't like those two things but it is uh certainly a a powerhouse if you like asking the questions and then finally our 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 favorite um actually not finally uh second to last our penultimate deck galactus um (laughs) still seeing a 14 percent play rate pre-infinite uh, still driving people absolutely crazy on Twitter. Um, I don't know what to say about this that hasn't been said already. You can play a ramp style, uh, which is kind of the de facto, where you try to play Galactus on four, and then Spider-Man on five, and then win on six. Or you try to Galactus on five, and then try to just throw... uh priority. yeah. Yeah, stat on with null, and... Um, death there's also the the nimrod version which is not as rampy and i i, I don't know i i think that that's less popular because it's a little bit a little bit more nuanced a little bit trickier but also a little less telegraphed so something to think about and then the last deck is stature stature mm. black bolt it was nerfed it's still good still has a good win rate very low play rate um you know it just gets there and uh, again, it like the like the spam decks. It doesn't like wave, whereby it used to love wave because it could play a stature around it. It can't anymore. So so those are the decks that that are really kind of topping the un, untapped charts. Um, I think that they're also if you look at like other content creators that you know um, make tier lists that people generally trust, like KM Best um, and others. Uh, I think that y- you'll see if not all those six decks included, then at least four or five of them. I think those are the, the, the decks that are, are kind of defining the meta. And and really, you know uh, on a closing thought, um, meta is really divided into kind of two camps. Well, three camps. You've got spam decks that run Kitty Pride or a Stature Black Bolt. They really don't like getting waved, And then you've got decks that um, look to be a little bit more reactive and controlling. Lane Lockdown um or 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 stat bombing without spamming cards in the case of of lockjaw high evo on the other side that don't really care about wave as much and then right down the middle you got galactus that all the decks hate um so that that's kind of the the meta trifecta uh really the only difference post infinite is uh that the play rates are a little bit more flat um of those six decks five of them are listed in tier one I guarantee you that Jane Jaw is also gonna see um, way more play and and win rates will tick up once people stop playing the bad lists um and uh yeah I, I think that that we're gonna review the decks uh kind of piecemeal talk about some substitutions but I think like if you're looking to like climb uh tomorrow night I, I would suggest playing one of those six decks if I had to personally choose, I probably would choose Sarah Control or um, uh, Control High Evo. Lane. Actually, I wouldn't play that. I'd probably play Lockjaw. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) I'd play Lockjaw, uh, Janejaw, Dumbjaw, whatever you want to call it, and and, or Sarah Control. Uh, I think it's a preference thing. I think that uh, the best deck to play is probably the High Evo Control um, Lane Control deck, which has the highest win rate uh, and highest cube rate as it turns out as it stands right now yeah sorry i'm gonna take a sip of water there it was a lot of time <laughs>
2: yeah no no it's good um cool well we do have the decks that i can pull up here
1: um yeah i, I think that we can talk through the ones that perhaps we feel the most comfortable with and and kind of talk a little bit about some refinements that may not have gotten too untapped i tried to pick the decks that had the most play and highest win so these are the ones that you'll typically see on ladder. It doesn't mean that these are the optimal builds, but um, I think that we can nudge it in the direction of the optimal builds. So um, I'll let Nate or Zombies, one of you, talk to this one. I have not, I've played against this deck a lot. I've not played a lot of it. This is the what I think is the best deck in the game, the Control High Evo Lane Lockdown.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can speak to it a little bit. I've I've experimented with it and I kind of like the other lane lock builds better. I kind of made my own homebrew version of this. It's very similar. But um, yeah, I mean, essentially, you've got some lane closure options with Storm uh, and Spider-Man. There, uh once a lane is closed, like, I mean, ideally you drop a card like Nebula or something into the closed off lane so it can just sit over there and grow. And now you've got that lane like closed down. You've got Jeff that can bounce into closed lanes. You've got Dr. Doom that can plop cards into closed lanes. Um, And then with the high Evo package, just a few cards, but Wasp will, will, will zap their things for a couple of points. Misty Knight with unspent energy will boost your things um cyclops in here also to reduce their their things and then the big giant stat bomb at the end of of the hulk that just grows and grows and grows every turn. you've got unspent energy and so dropping a 20 power hulk on turn six is uh not uncommon um i think this differs from some of the other like lane control decks because there's not like you're not running daredevil or professor x um there's i i don't know you're not running juggernaut to like push them out of a late, like a storm lane. But... You
0: lean on your early game more with this deck, basically, and it's why you're starting to see some versions switch to armor in like the cage or the Jeff spot. Probably yeah, the don't don't spot. play don't play Luke
1: Cage, guys. No, like, like this pretty, loses. Which
0: for all was. the mirrors, and yeah, there are less. I mean, it's still a popular deck, but high Evo is not as popular as it was on release.
1: Shocker. Um, and, <laughs> uh, it's uh, still seeing, uh, over It's still really popular, but is. it's not
0: like it's not every game or every <laughs> other game you're getting a high Evo deck anymore. Yeah, yeah, true.
2: this it's loses true. hard to killmonger so yeah i could see adding like
0: yeah because the one drops are really good in this deck and the mm-hmm. whole thing is misty misty night might look underwhelming but it's just like you get such a ridiculous oh, critical it mass. Scales. yeah That's all your the whole thing
1: scale they are you're, you're
0: floating one scary. energy and think about how much you're getting here and this happens like all the time with this deck it's <laughs> you pump sunspot for one misty pumps another thing so that's two energy cyclops if he's out he minuses two things so that's four power for one energy and then it's also pumping your hulk which is an additional two power so that's if you have those three cards down and you're going to be playing the hulk that's six power for one energy which is absurd um so like i've been doing iron lad in this deck over wasp because a lot of people are running luke cage and Lad having the high roll for getting Doom or Hulk or Jeff or sometimes even a clutch Spider Man has been really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and Armor definitely worth considering because uh, Killmonger, really good versus this deck, really good versus uh, Kitty Pride if you can manage priority right. So. I think Killmonger is still being kind of slept on, and uh I think that the with the why.
1: Lockjaw deck refinement and that surging in popularity, I think Killmonger is starting to see a little bit more uh play on ladder. Um, but you were right up until that that refinement; it was people were not respecting. Yeah, nobody was it. ready. It was, was, free. It. It was free. Yep. So yeah. it's-
0: it's a good deck. I like it. If you like lane lock stuff, you can play this. It's good. I still play the old version with Thanos fairly regularly, and it's fine. Um, I think this version's probably better, but uh, not by such a crazy margin that you like can't play the other version. Um, they both have like pros and cons. Like The Thanos version can go a little bit wider than this deck can, and you have more flexibility with the stones. Uh, but this one is just... It's very consistent. It's good at what it does and lane lock uh, you know, it's finally showing like people have finally realized lane lock's a good archetype. It was good before high Evo, but Hi- I guess it took high Evo for a lot more people to start experimenting with it. And uh, well, I think this so is that, interesting
2: because you can close off a, a lane with underwhelming stats, but know that they grow, Um, mm-hmm. you know, yep. s- similar to we like, you're have
0: like doom for the backup, but yeah, the growing is a big thing. Like the most common play line you see with this is like storm into a cyclops or whatever. And that Cyclops does like a lot of work. If he only even if he only hits twice, he ends up being a 3-8. That's pretty nuts. Um it's it's very powerful. But that also shows like you end up leaning on that pretty heavily, so that's why Luke Cage has been kind of decent in the deck in the mirror matches, cause they rely on their cyclops and then all of a sudden, no oh, no the cyclops isn't doing anything. Suddenly, they're getting a lot less value, and especially, you know, if it's in a storm lane, it matters a lot. Um, but it's it's a good deck. It's a fun deck. Hulk is basically closing out a lane a lot of the times, and the fact that we can go tall or wide makes it a little tricky to always play around this deck correctly because sometimes your opponent will decide to try and set up a Shang-Chi for the Hulk, especially if there's only one lane left, or it's obvious where you're going to play, and then you can just get him with a Doom, so... Definitely benefits from uh, from that. And uh, I think X is still good in lane lock, just not this version of lane lock. You don't want to pay five on five with a Hulk deck. It feels bad. See some people do it. I don't like it. I tried it. I think if you want X, you put X in a different version of lane lock. Like I still like X in the Thanos version a lot because you, so you can ramp can them out yeah. and whatnot and take people by surprise. But here, I really did not like X just because we're we're all in on the floating plan and when we're not doing that the deck feels worse
2: yeah yeah this one it it, it definitely is built differently and so you're really kind of all in on floating mana that's why your sunspot is there and
0: mm-hmm. that's why we have all the the misty night the cyclops the sun. we we have it all cuz we just want to float one mana just about almost every turn we can with the the rare exception being like storm on 3 Hulk on six or doom on six, but most every other turn we're gonna float if we can because the the benefits it just it's it gives you so much for very little.
1: Yeah. This is still this particular list is still like by and large the most played and it's still sitting like right at sixty percent. So that's kinda kinda nuts. Um Again, I hate Luke Cage, but I mean, whatever. You can take Luke Cage out for armor. It's kind of your flex slot. I think the three scaling one drops uh, is really kind of what uh, makes the deck um, terrifying. Um, and, And I think the other thing that we didn't say is that it's not running wave, but it's still very powerful against the spam decks because spam decks hate having lanes closed. This deck is good against Galactus because Galactus decks hate having their lanes closed. Um, it's not as like sure shot as some of the other wit counters but like it's 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 a very consistent way of checking those decks without weakening your own game plan it doesn't suffer from what I like to call eater of secrets syndrome those <laughs> you, know, in Hearthstone, you might recognize that uh, all right let's go on to the other deck um I think there's really not much to say about this one it's bounce and it's just the, the bog standard build of Bounce that's just putting up numbers. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is like the aggro deck of the snap decks in so far as that you're just you're spamming out cards and you're basically saying, like, what you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only notable difference now is the um, removal of Darkhawk and the inclusion of the Collector. You'll also notice that Korg is gone as well um some people run chavez some don't um i think that chavez has proven to be the better way of doing this for consistency although it really feels bad when you you know going into turn six and you need that one card and you don't get it but it's going to make your other five turns better i promise um you know i think this is a you need to do a little bit of lane management with this, but I think this is a relatively easy deck to play. And it's actually a pretty budget friendly deck to play as well. Um, Although kill, you know, hit monkey is kind of essential. So if you, if you skip that battle pass, then maybe it's not as budget as all that. But aside from that, it's basically a bunch of uh, now series three Stables and kitty pride that everyone got for free. So um, I haven't been playing this much, but uh, I do see it quite a bit. And, you don't have the answer it'll just steamroll you
0: yeah kitty i mean basically what happened is what we kind of said was going to happen which is they're they're like three main pillars of the format it's kitty pride it's wave and it's high evo and those are not every deck are those decks but every deck is planning for one or more of those decks if it is not already using those cards so that's why i think the lane lock was nice because it can outpower the bounce deck sometimes while also not being bad into wave. So the fact that it can deal with one while also not being hindered by the other makes it really big. And yeah, bounce is just a really formidable like deck right now. It's, it's very, very strong. And uh, I don't know when, but it would not surprise me if in the not too distant future, uh, we see Kitty on the the nerfing block because I I think Kitty uh is just doing pretty crazy things right now more than they might want in both bounce and the Sarah deck uh I don't think they're if they do change Kitty I don't think they're gonna make her bad I think she' still be a good card but the the power output Kitty has right now is a little a little ridiculous like it's outpowering I think
1: it can about outstat almost any deck and i've game. had kitty i've had kitty prides go toe-to-toe with like hulks <laughs> oh yeah my I, gosh. I've, I've, lost, oh, I've been crazy. on the other end of
0: that and it's like you slam your big hulk and then all yeah. of a sudden they play kitty and Hit monkey and whatever else and they have like a 27 power lane or something out of nowhere and so if it's, they, it's a lot
1: yeah if they end up changing kitty pride to like make her grow more slowly but give her like a bigger baseline stat it also wouldn't feel as bad to draw her on turn three so i think that there's like a little bit of like Yeah, because
0: that's the other thing I think they might not like about this card is that the power of it is so different depending on when you get it. Like, it has such a huge power spike when you have Kitty on one versus drawing Kitty on three, let's say. Um, and I think that's something they're not necessarily going to like for the the health of the game. So I remember a while ago, uh, ridiculous hat mentioned this on Discord, and uh, like I think his comments about it have aged pretty well, and we've seen kind of what happened with it. And his suggestion, uh, if I recall correctly, was uh, make it. so Kitty has smaller scaling, but you bake some of the scaling in. So I believe it was make her a one, two but she only pluses one every time she goes up. So you have a little bit of initial power baked in, but she doesn't uh, grow quite as big, quite as fast, um, which I think might be a fine way to deal with it. I don't really know.
1: Um, we'll make see. Her one three. Make her a 1-3. One 1-3, three.
0: One three, sure. I mean, I don't <laughs> think they're going to make her 1-3, yeah. but who knows? Uh, who knows if they even change the card? But I... I would not be surprised if she ends up being... Because the thing with Kitty is, and this is why Wave is such a good counter, is even if you're a Killmonger deck... It is often very, very hard to throw priority versus the bounce deck unless you literally don't play anything.
1: That's, that's why the, Killmonger is so good in in because you don't play you anything. You don't do anything the first yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can
0: actually get. That's why I think yeah you just pick either Killmonger or wave depending on your preference for that deck because you need. I think it needs another way to help deal with the the bounce deck for it to be just more well rounded because I think it does gradients yeah. like everything else. Uh, So it's really just the bounce deck. So having that extra card, uh, either Killmonger or Wave, helps a lot versus this. But the thing is, like, uh, a good bounce player can just kind of go off on turn five if they're expecting the wave. And it can still be pretty hard to fight through. We've seen some interesting tech choices, like Invisible Woman, so you can hide your kitty behind the invisible woman. So that way, if they play wave, she doesn't go back to your hand. So that's kind of a, mm. a neat development. And then some, some people have been trying out the Iron Man stuff as well. Uh, I I haven't played a lot of bounce, so I don't really know how all that's going, but it did take down a pretty big tournament not too long ago. So it it just definitely one In of the... Tournament
1: uh, metas are a little bit different than the latter, but...
0: But the power of the deck, I think, remains the, the same. Like, both in tournaments and ladder bounce is, like, a really good choice right now. Yeah.
2: I'm sure it takes um, a while to get used to playing it, because it's a different play style, for sure. Um, not that
0: hard uh, and play, I, I think...
1: Th- bam your th- cards.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not the most complicated thing in the world. I do think it's one of those decks where, since you do have more decisions to make, there's more potential for making mistakes. But if you once you've played the deck... You know a decent amount of times i think it becomes pretty easy to see like oh this is what i want to do um
1: this is kind of the order i want to play things all right well moving on we've got uh the last meta terror um on here which is the same 12 stature black bolt cards um This deck isn't seeing a lot of play, but there are people playing it, and they are winning games. And uh, even with uh, Stature and Black Bolt taking a minor adjustment and being a minus one, um, they're still good. Uh, So, you know, this is a a reactive kind of point slam deck. You've got your Enchantress, you've got your Shang-Chi, you've got your... your, stature and black bolts it there's i mean this is again not terribly complex deck to play um although you know it can be tricky to manage priority with the reactive decks um it's still good still i honestly don't know what it's beating but it it i don't know
0: about this deck it's so weird like it it does continue to put up the numbers i took it for a spin i don't know like a week after it got nerfed and Uh It felt very mediocre to me at the time. But I think doing like this version does and having going back to, because remember, it switched to a more proactive element with like Lad and Doom and stuff for a while. But now, if you want to be doing like Lad and Doom and stuff, you probably can just play the other, the Lockdown deck. <laughs> So,
1: you know what and, this deck is going to be good against? If okay. uh, Jane jaw becomes more popular, which I yeah, believe it is. Yeah, this would probably be pretty good against yeah. that, because
0: you shuffle rocks into their deck. You have, like, Shang-Chi, which can just clear out a lane of big stuff. You often throw priority. Maybe you discard a, a Wasp or a Thor hammer with Bolt on five. Like, yeah. I could see this being decent into the... Uh... It's funny, like, people have complained about Dark Hawk for, like, a while now, but... I mean, I haven't been playing a ton the last few days because of uh, Diablo Four and whatnot, but I've been getting my dailies in, and I really don't see much Darkhawk anymore. No. Like, there, yeah. They're, it's funny because it's been one of those cards that people are like, "Oh, Darkhawk's been the meta for so long," but it's like, and I think it's fine. I think the card is fine. It's a decent deck, but like, it, it, in terms of popularity. Uh, it It'll has com- definitely fallen from where it's going it to come
1: back when they when Boombox Morales gets released.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, variants <laughs> will have an impact, and I do think. But basically, switching to a more reactive style makes a lot of sense for this deck because I think if it wants to be doing proactive things, you'd rather just play a better proactive deck. But this can do some proactive things like proactive with stats or messing up the opponent's uh, deck with the rocks and then has a big swing at the end, which is uh, similar to Sarah control, right? Like they, they rely on their final turn swing to close out the game a lot of the time. So I'm not surprised this deck is still pretty good. Um, I also think it's just a deck that people got bored with really quickly, even at the height of its power, its play rate was always very low relative to how good it was like putting up numbers. It was a bit um,
1: of a Z deck, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's how I kind of felt with it. And I loved the Darkhawk decks and all that kind of stuff, but I just I found this one got like it feels like you're going through the motions a lot with the play patterns. It feels very similar every game, and and yeah. that and some people really like that, and that's how you know we still have people playing the deck. But I wasn't particularly drawn to the the play pattern after a while. I found it got a little repetitive, but it's cool to see that you that's know great. just because the deck got nerfed doesn't it mean it's a bad deck even though everyone runs away from it like it has the plague it's like no the deck <laughs> is actually still pretty good uh, it's just nobody plays it and we, and
1: this is this is the refined list i mean if you're gonna play this these are the 12 you play um you know there's always adjustments you can make but i, I think this is the this is truly the 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 list I have, um,
0: there's, there's one person, I forget their name, who I play on Ladder, who has like their own take on this deck. And it's, you can tell it's like their favorite deck because they have all the fancy versions and whatnot. But they play it differently. They run, they run like, it's not a dino deck, but they run Quinjet, they run Cable, I think they run Colson as just like um, these mid-range cards and whatnot. It, it's pretty interesting. Like, it doesn't feel like a better version of the deck, but I'm always kind of surprised at... What they're able to to do with it, because it doesn't look that threatening, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Colson stole your Hulk, or uh, or not Coulson, uh, Cable. uh Cable stole your Hulk. Yep. Or uh, it's kind of neat to see people experiment with like slightly off kilter brews of it and have success.
1: Well, the next deck has a lot of variation to it, but I think that the twelve that we have up here are probably where you'd want to start with this list. Uh, and that's Sarah Control. Um, it generally has a lower win rate because win it tends to be a reactive deck. Um, it also, I'm told, I, I don't find this to be the case, but a lot of people are under the impression that it's a harder deck to pilot. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I want to just be clear. People seem to think that easy decks to pilot is like some kind of euphemism. I don't I don't think so. In fact, I tend to like to play easy decks, especially when you have to grind ladder and play them over and over and over again. I don't think Sarah controls that hard. Perhaps others do. Uh, I like this build of it. Um, Scarlet Witch is very important because it is one of your reactive tools to deal with the control lane lockdown deck, which is very important. Enchantress to a lesser extent um, for Professor X, but really you you want to be Scarlet Witching the Storm Lane. Oh that yeah, really that's puts a monkey wrench into the plan and is really really tough. Um, I play these this this exact twelve with one exception. Uh, I run Jeff over Sentinel. I don't actually know if that's better or not. I probably isn't, um, but I you know it's Jeff, right? So.
2: <laughs> Jeff is so good. It, it, Jeff is is often very good in uh well i don't know i find myself trying to cram jeff into like just about everything i can because he's just so versatile
1: yeah yeah and and also like it kind of it's nice to have into the lane lockdown decks and and also sarah control like if you get that sanctum santorum or like cosmo canyon or you, the the you know the plunder castles that, that 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 still seem to be in the game even though they removed <laughs> three of them um, mm-hmm. they took out three worst uh, Jeff kind of just helps with that a little bit um, but but I, you know I think this is a really good deck really it's being carried by Kitty Pride um, it's a lot easier now to not to, to throw priority and still like keep a base of power Kitty Pride um, Hit Monkey is just such a huge swing. On turns four through six, uh, this is one of my favorites. Uh, the, 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 these decks and the Lockjaw decks are the ones I tend to play. Um, it's funny because un, like, a lot like the black, this has a lot in common with the Black Bolt deck. Yet this is fun to play. Funny how just changing a few cards makes a deck more appealing. Of course, well, everyone it's, has it's, their own interests. I'm gonna say it's
2: all subjective, right? Different people are gonna find different things that they like, and it's sure. it's part of the beauty of the game, I guess.
1: Um, yeah, so Jeff for Sentinel, maybe. Um, there, there are lots of variations of this. This just seems to be the one that, that uh, uh, I think um, runs the field pretty well. Um, and then finally, our, our last deck, and I think this is the one that's undergoing a lot of refinement, so don't play these 12. Um, do, do make the substitutions that we're going to recommend. This is just Janejaw, Lockjaw um very strong i i can't put my finger on it i think it has a lot to do with hulk and wasp um but the the, the changes that you should make with this deck is you should cut the infinite, play magneto and you should cut dracula um, and you should be playing uh, either wave or killmonger i was playing wave until lamby convinced me that killmonger was better i haven't looked back since Although Zombies made a good case earlier that in some situations Wave may be the correct tech card. It really depends on the things that you're seeing. Um, this is a point slam deck, plain and simple. And it's a point slam deck that does so without spamming cards by going super tall in lanes. So it does a lot better into lane lockdown. It does a lot better into um, you know strategies that will try and, and slow the rate of cards being played or where they're being played. Where this deck struggles is it's truly a, 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 an aggro deck of, of sorts in that you're asking questions. You can be hurt by Shang-Chi. Um, you could be hurt by low rolling. Um, you, you have no game against Galactus. It, it feels so bad to play this into Galactus. Uh, if you get tilted by Galactus, don't play this deck. Um, Or make some
0: substitutes, right? Like I feel like all this deck needs to not be absolutely garbage into Galactus is trying to find space
1: for Magneto and or Arrow, and then you probably feel kind of alright, right? right? No, not really because no, well not with Magneto because the problem is is that you don't have any real way of ramping out Magneto unless they play Wave.
0: Yeah, well, Wave's what they're going to be doing like half of the time, right? When they're ramping Uh, out. Yeah,
1: I guess i i suppose so you definitely want to be a bad matchup but like if you're
0: seeing a lot of galactus it might be enough to help actually give you a fighting chance
1: right i didn't find but maybe just because i didn't have it in hand but definitely you want to be running Magneto over infinite i think Um, definitely i still am an infinite fan
0: but the main (laughs) reason for that and it's funny because it's not really a card i've liked in a while but it's just because of the hulks like a lot of the time now the The deck does a lot of powerful things, but like you could get like you could get a Chavez and you could get like a Doom or a Chavez and an Odin, and they could still get you with the Hulk in that lane. So that's why I've kind of liked the infinite because when he pops out of the Lockjaw, yeah, it's Shang it Chi or Mox. Yeah, yeah, There's no other option. They're not outpowering that lane. Whereas Magneto, it's good. Um, and I think Magneto is good in his own right just for the effect because there are like a lot of the. The high Evo decks lean heavily on things like Cyclops, and the Darkhawk decks lean on four drops. So, like, I think Magneto's in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Um, So he's definitely a card worth considering for the deck.
1: Yeah, and if you want to play Dracula, then you definitely want to have. Yeah, I don't like 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 Dracula
0: personally. I I think Dracula. It's a neat idea, like cool in thought, not as cool in execution. There's just too much small stuff to discard.
1: You will like dracula until you discard high evo or jubilee into it and it will feel so bad
0: yeah i had safety you'll, you'll do that to done. me and <laughs> it was so funny it was such a iconic moment or whatever we were playing a game he was on the, essentially this deck and he he passed on five and he hard cast the infinite on turn six and it was a good play and he he probably would have beat me if, if his dracula discarded something decently big at all but it sounds like a player skill issue the high evo and i said it right then i was like well you see he made a very clear mistake the dracula has the unwritten text of if you have an infinite in hand discard it (laughs) and he played his infinite so your dracula can't do the the funny thing if you don't you know have the card in your hand so i think that's where he might have made a mistake you always got to leave the infinite in hand with dracula
1: um i should have shown a, yeah. I should have featured a Galactus deck. I didn't. Um, that was my subconscious hating on Galactus. <laughs> uh, but, but honestly, the like I, are getting to you. <laughs> I think that um, in all seriousness, um, I think Galactus is not a terrible choice to ladder with. And um, if you like Galactus, I would highly recommend getting your reps in because I don't. I. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't personally think they should change it. Yeah, it creates non-games and can be annoying, but I mean, it's it. I, I, we've talked about this so many times. I whatever you know. I, I think that that this is this is your 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 last hurrah. Um, they may not kill the card, but if if you're worried that they may, then then just play it because it's good into Lockjaw. It's pretty good into Sarah Control. Good into Stature. Although Stature has Polaris, you gotta watch out. It's great into bounce. Um and it's serviceable into the control deck. That's probably the deck you'll struggle with the most.
2: Here's a Uh, version. I I can put one up on the screen real quick that I got from Safety Blade. It's a new version of I mean it, it I don't know how good it is, but it's worked okay for me in in like goofing around. Uh it runs the High Evo cards. I don't know how good I've it actually seen that. It's, is.
0: It's a neat idea.
2: So it, it it's essentially the same. You know, Galactus is going to be the same shell no matter what. You have your Electro and your Wave for your ramp, your Spider Man to close out lanes, and of course Death and Null uh, to you know, the power bombs. Uh, the only high Evo cards that it runs are Wasp, just because you're sometimes like you, you you go weird in this deck of trying to either like throw priority or get it back um and the hulk of course is is just another power bomb um and it runs the shocker which is kind of weird it it actually felt kind of like a letdown for me because the shocker reduces the the cost of the leftmost card in your hand Mm -hmm. and potentially like if it hits galactus you can play it a turn early i've played this deck like a hundred times and it's hit galactus once like it just it has to be in your in your not only in your hand but then in the leftmost space which just like what are the chances of that happening it's very unlikely so shocker feels kind of bad in this to me like this was an early list when high evo first came out so it's probably changed a little bit and i just still have it sleeved up um but it's it's okay it it does kind of what the other things do it's it's the same kind of shell the hulk is you are spending some turns like throwing mana so if or energy, I should say. So, if for whatever reason, like you don't land on your knoll or death, like you can still drop the Hulk as a power bomb on the last turn. Mm-hmm. But, but it's the same deck, right? It's uh, not not much has changed. I think you could still tweak it a little bit. But Galactus is Galactus. I'm still running the version I hit inf- Infinite with two months ago, and it's working just fine. So, you yeah, know, thank like you.
0: Uh... Simplified archetype at this point, right? Like people would try out new little things with it, but. Most people know the way they want to go with Galactus at this point. I think
2: Doctor Octopus, I think, is very good. I'm not a big fan of the Destroyer, but it's okay. Um, I, I've tried it and I've. It's been like kind of hit and miss for me. Shang Chi is always good. Wolverine, I think. The is other,
1: bad the other bit. version that looks really good um, runs Iron Lad over um, Destroyer. Let's
2: Iron say. Lad, I think, is is very good in the deck.
1: Oh, and it um, runs Jeff too. Here, here's the other. This is. This is the other one that had a high play rate and high win rate, um, so this might be worth sharing as well. Yeah,
2: I'll pop it up. Iron Lad has been good in the deck. Um, I'm running it in mine now, cause it like no matter what it hits, it's like kind of good. Um, so here, let me pull this one yeah. up on the screen too. Yeah, Iron this is
1: probably what I'd play if I was to play Galactus, cause it runs Jeff.
2: Uh, Jeff, I think, is still a must for me. It's just so good. People don't always play around it, but sometimes it helps you. Like, uh,
1: I want my, I want my gold split Jeff with a crackle. So I'm, I'm splitting Jeff forever.
2: I love it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Jeff is great. I got a gold Jeff the other week, and I'm very pleased.
2: Ooh, nice. Jeff is so fun. I'm still waiting for that Dan Hip version to come out, but one of these days, I do the think Dan I,
0: Hip Jeff is great. Yeah,
2: I like. <laughs> a, yeah, I like Iron Lad in the deck a lot because, like, no matter what it hits, it, it mm. is is pretty good. Um, I mean, I guess it can screw you if you play it with. You have to know how the deck operates, right? Because you you're not gonna. I don't know. It, it, it's also like a like if you haven't drawn Galactus, you can just YOLO Iron Lad, and maybe you get it. It it usually doesn't like yep. I I That's have too, fun. and it's it was kind of hilarious the first couple of times. And, I think it's
0: best in the Nimrod version, from what I've found, because that that deck has more specific cards you want to get. But I don't know. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I I was like a gigantic Galactus fan, especially early on, and I've I've kind of uh, adopted like the lane control is kind of one of my favorite play styles. But I don't really like Nimrod. I really tried to, but it's just there's. The setup is is tricky. You do have the benefit of being able to play Galactus on turn six, but at the same time, like, the longer you wait to drop Galactus, the more and more telegraphed you are, and it's just more opportunities to get disrupted. So yeah. I, I it's hit and miss for me. Nimrod is very interesting also because depending on where you play it and then where Galactus, like, destroys the lanes in what order, the Nimrod bounces, like... It changes the number of Nimrods that you get. So, and like their power levels and stuff. It's just funky. It, uh, there's a lot of nuance to it, and I haven't taken the time to like fully learn it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a strong deck, though. And yeah, I don't know. I have not seen a ton of people playing it. And I do think of all the cards, like Spider Man is probably one of the most toxic cards in this game. I'll never forget, like, because I didn't have. Uh, Absorbing Man at the time when people were playing the stupid Zabu, Spider-Man, and Abs-Man. And I was like, you just locked down two lanes? Like, I hate you. Um, And I actually saw somebody over the past month post a list that had Absorbing Man in it. And I was like, what in the world is this? And then they explained, they were like, well, it can be another Electro. It can be another Wave. It can be another Spider-Man. I was like, oh, I guess it can actually um yeah it doesn't mean it's good but it is versatile so anyways the deck is still strong i i think that you know it's i don't know that it's ever going to go away at this point unless they totally nuke galactus which i don't think that they really i I don't know what they can do to it they're gonna
1: i i the more that if they're going to do something to it the only thing they can do without killing it is basically the reverse magic where you can only play it on turn five or after. So you can't do the Galactus Spider-Man win thing that everyone hates, right? You'd have right. to
2: play it on five. It would just pull Spider-Man out of the deck.
0: I mean, well, maybe they do it differently where it can't be played before turn five or something. So that way you can still do turn five and six Galactus, but you can't yeah. Spider-Man people anymore. That, that would probably be my guess as well. I don't hmm
1: hard to say for the sure. The other common suggestion is so bad. If they do that, One they may lane. as well just yeah, don't <laughs> that, do that. Yeah, they like, would,
0: that would just totally delete the car. I think
1: that people will still be really, really angry if they do the turn five thing um, because the whole big bad. I wanted to say this earlier, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction for you guys here. Hot blue trains hot take of the week. You need a. something on the soundboard uh nate like the whoo zayla or whatever oh wait Um, wait i'll
2: I'll find one i'm sure i have one uh uh um here we go
3: always lucky
2: all right what's your (laughs) hot take
1: (laughs) blue trains hot take of the week that was anticlimactic (laughs) <laughs>
2: hey, I, I got that on recording, so next time I'll just play that.
1: <laughs> oh, God, hey, no, no, no. Um, here's my hot take. Um, so Kerma Series 5 has been associated with big bads, and you joke zombies that you call them big goods or big Jeff. At some point, they're going to make a non-big bad Series 5, and they're just going to basically say, we're just going to retool this. It doesn't have to be a big bad. We're just taking premium cards and making them permanent series five. Mm. And and here's the hot take. I don't think that, that anyone here would say, well, that's not really so far-fetched. But I want them to do this. I want them to expand permanent series five beyond big bads because I want everyone that argued for permanent series five <laughs> to be based on this big bad thing <laughs> to just be like, uh... Oh i I'd prefer they would abolish Series 5 completely. Um, that's what I really, really want. But if I don't get that, I would settle just for spite. And so everyone that's made this argument that like, oh, yeah, it's a big bad, so it's got to be permanent Series 5. When they make like some random card, permanent Series 5, they're like, we're moving beyond big bads. We're just going to take premium cards and we're going to call them permanent Series 5 or whatever. Um, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be, I'll be there. I'll, I'll give them this the Miss Marvel rating. thumbs up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 toxic.
1: Well, the, the, whole, it. the whole permanent series five thing is like to- the, the real toxic. I just, I just really yeah. find it. You joked about it earlier, like the lore argument for it. There's no lore argument for it. And this, in this notion, well, that no, otherwise Spider-Man
2: have, would be a, you know, Spider-Man yeah. is Doctor huge. Doom, or yeah. this
1: notion that it's good for the game because it means that, like the the the. The, you know, the play rates will be repressed by this. Really? High Evo is still 40%. Uh, I suspect it's worse pre-infinite than post. So if there's anyone who's pre-infinite in chat who can confirm that, I've been seeing less of it post-infinite. But, like, the point is, is that it didn't stop people from buying High Evo and playing it. So the Permanent Series 5 thing is just... It's so... Ugh. Anyways, we don't need to go on that rant again, but that's my hot take that they're going to, they're going to find some way to wiggle out of the big bads for doing it. And I'm going to be pleased because everyone that made those bad faith or lore based arguments, we'll see, we'll see where they are in the YouTube comments when they do that. It's only, I I hate to say it.
2: (laughs) No, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time until that happens. I don't kind of already
1: has Isn't high Evo, not really a big bad. I don't. I don't know. Well, like, the, I know I, it is. They said it was he, a is. Big he is. No, no. They said, but he's not. Like, Are you talking about
2: from a lore perspective? Like
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, well, in, not like a, a chance. Not a... Of the Guardians movie. Yeah, but they're, they're doing it uh, off
0: of MCU stuff. But it, but it, like for the most part in the
2: big. But yeah, except except Galactus, not even in the MCU. I mean,
0: yet they have a Fantastic Four thing in the works.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It. What's funny is. Yeah, I mean, High Evo in the comics is like a total, I'll do a lore video on it sometime. I almost chose that one to be first and it was so underwhelming that I was like, like, it's kind of like, I mean, there's some stuff there, but it's not like... They did it because of guardians of the galaxy right i mean for sure. m- more than anything else if they really wanted to do that like they could take this cosmic approach and be like oh the living tribunal oh the you know and start taking cosmic entities um
0: oh yeah a lot of people thought the living tribunal was gonna be a big bad for a while but i think they didn't want to release two so close to each other
2: it's um well, Living Tribunal also like a terrible card, but uh you know, whatever. It's fun. It's not very Oh, good. I tried it's it. I fun. I got it um random like randomly generated in my hand and I was like, "Oh, well, I'll get a chance to try it, I guess." And uh lost, but that's all you right. You
0: need a very specific deck, and if I've learned anything about Living Tribunal, it's that like it's kind of cool to have as like a backup thing every once in a while, but it's not it shouldn't be your main way to win and the best way to play living tribunal is to not have to pay for it so that's <laughs> lockjaw and that's hella yeah i don't think that card uh, really belongs anywhere else
2: i could see them doing like cosmic spider-man as a as a big good series five if they ever wanted to go down that like secret wars type of thing but i don't know i guess we'll see i would, i don't know what else is coming in the mcu i'm a little bit behind in the movies to be honest
1: was watching Empty Apartment. He's been playing a lot of Living Tribunal. Um, I, I have a feeling that you're not going to be seeing Empty Apartment play Living Tribunal um, when the latter resets, since he likes <laughs> to hit Infinite pretty hard. So uh,
0: I don't think most people are going to be playing Living Tribunal upon reset. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it, it. No it way. Has, I don't think a lot of people the... have
2: Living
0: Tribunal. I mean,
1: no, yeah, it's and most drop. people
0: shouldn't. It's it's not a card you should buy. <laughs> it
1: really isn't. It's going to drop to series four pretty quick. I well, it's safe yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see that either. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that takes us to the bottom of our, our, our notes, uh, uh, a, a relatively short episode this week, clocking in uh, two hours. Uh, we did it guys. Uh, only two hours. Woo. Instead of three or three and a half. Um, got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> yep. So, um, feeling guilty that we're wrapping up early, is there any impromptu topics or do we think we're, we're, we're pretty much done. I I have nothing else.
2: The Um, only thing I I really want to know, I I guess the two questions that I would ask and not to prolong the show too much, but like, what are you guys going to be playing on reset briefly? I mean, I know we've just talked about all these decks, but, but you personally, and then like, uh, particularly you zombies, cause I know you are creating content for this and you probably have plans already, but do you, where do you see, um, go spider fitting in, in the new meta? Like, cause you know, people are going to try the card on day one, right. To try to yeah. fit her in somewhere. And like, where do you see her fitting in if anywhere? And I know I don't personally, I don't know that it's going to be that, number one, that great, or number two, like really that great until all the other Spider-Verse cards kind of come out that it works in tandem with, but I'm kind of curious. So Yeah,
0: that's kind of how I feel. I actually still have to put together the decks for the day one deck video tomorrow, which I'm going to do whenever I wake up tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think what you said is generally how I feel about it. It's a cool card. Everyone's going to try it because it's a season pass card, and I think everyone's going to very quickly... Uh, stop trying it until other new cards come out because on its own it's just not enough to really bring about some yeah she doesn't really feel like already exist i think you need a bigger critical mass of movement cards to to really push it over the edge i think she's a core piece of that but we won't see like the real results of what that can do until uh silk and 2099 are out and i mean it's possible one or both of those don't even make the cut but i don't think move really gets enough with just her yeah maybe there's some like weird application for it like maybe this is like a hedge against a lane control deck so you can like play a big thing into their storm lane and then if they win the lane you can just pull it out so you're not like overly committed but that seems like a weird hedge case and I think it's going to be tricky to find because the card doesn't really slot into existing archetypes that I can think of outside of move. Like it doesn't do something that makes a lot of the good decks better, uh, and those those good decks are usually pretty tight for space. So you're not going to just put in a card because it's new if it doesn't work with the rest of the deck. So right, um, we'll we'll see people try around stuff with move and then probably get sick of it in a day or two and decide to wait to experiment with that until more of the move cards are out uh but yeah uh that's kind of kind of what I think I'm probably just gonna play one of the lane lock decks either Thanos or hi Evo um I'm gonna experiment with the card but I still haven't figured out decks with it yet and i'm I'm not really sure what I want to do with it to be honest until we get some more of those like uh moved cards to kind of give that needed critical mass.
2: Yeah. All right. That makes sense. I've been having a lot of fun with the lane control stuff. I have my own kind of homebrew take on it's like combination between the, the Thanos kind of build without the Thanos cards and, and some of the new um, high Evo stuff, but, but different than what we were looking at earlier. And I, I, it's not perfect, but it's not too bad either. It's really tricky playing, in infinite where there's no stakes right and so it's not like you
0: don't really know about a lot of stuff until you you know the reset happens and you get to see uh how it stacks up because that's where it gets more competitive compared to post infinite where everyone's just kind of uh having fun with whatever you get competitive decks but they're not the uh they're not the like you're not only seeing competitive decks
2: yeah yeah definitely no you see i've seen more memes right because people just don't care that much and i've haven't ranked up very much because i'm just like farming uh you know daily quests and and and, uh boosters Mm so
0: yeah i feel that i i did like some climbing initially but i've hovered most of the season around like between 120 and 130 because like I just don't really have an incentive to to try and push any higher. I just kind of play the game and have fun with it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's a good place to be. Like I I don't I mean eventually, you know, we need like some kind of ladder system, but I think the conquest stuff will will be a nice alternative that helps fill that kind of role of something to care about after infinite.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to be able to do both and and switch back and forth between the two in fact, so mm-hmm. very much looking forward to it. And and at some point honestly, like there, there's not a lot of incentive for me to grind post infinite because, like, you're not really getting anything. There's no value there, and so being able to grind um, conquest is is a lot more preferable. I'll hit infinite and switch over to conquest. Um, so that's that's great.
0: Yeah, it it seems, and it's also great because now the people who wanted a casual mode they can just kind of do that. They don't even you don't have to wait for infinite to. The casual they can just play the game how they want, which is great.
2: Yep, hundred percent.
0: And you get rewards, like you get your boosters, you get your quests. So it's, I'm looking forward to what June has in the works.
2: Oh, me too, me too. What about you, Blue? What are you gonna play uh, on reset? Uh, <laughs> I put my money on Lockjaw because I know you're a Lockjaw gamer.
1: Yeah, you know I like Lockjaw. I think that the problem is is that it's really catching on. And it's really easy to like disrupt, and it's not good against disruptive strategies. So probably Sarah Control, um, or if I can continue this streak going with Thanos bounce, then then maybe maybe that. But uh, if if it's one of the six that we reviewed, it's probably probably Sarah Control. Yeah, Sarah is always fun. With that. Yeah,
0: it's, Sarah's just a really Sarah probably is the best deck in the game right now, in my opinion. It's just I think like the that.
1: control evo deck is better but i mean split splitting hairs
0: yeah it all depends right and that's a deck that i think has a decent time into sarah because it uh locking down a lane is really annoying when you're playing sarah and especially if they get two but when they just have the hulk to lean on sometimes it can be all right but yeah it depends for sure
1: um yeah and uh i think that uh with the with the uh new game mode uh, probably be a lot more willing to kind of branch out, and try other things because there's no stakes. Um, yeah, that's nice. You don't feel like
0: uh, this is great for especially that early season where if you want to play a few games, but you don't really want to stress about like tanking your rank and you're going to have to get it back. This this seems like a, a very nice thing to have.
1: It, it also means I'm going to play a lot more on mobile. Oh, Cause yeah. Because like, like I, I tend to like serious play sessions at the pc and kind of really like hyper focus and and i can't i don't like playing that way but i feel forced to Mm -hmm. now i can just like queue up a game of uh of the zero stakes uh yeah yeah uh, battle mode on the ipad or whatever yeah i I think that's actually believe it or not the the like what am i going to play next month no stakes battle mode (laughs) the conquest (laughs) mode that that's that's the, the the biggest thing, um, but yeah, on, on ladder probably Sarah Control. Um, yeah, I I, I I think you're going to see a lot of lockjaw, a lot of Thanos lockjaw. There was a tournament today that Lambie and Moyen casted, and yeah, I um, saw that.
0: Or I heard and, about
1: it. And yeah, I watched. Uh, I kind of had it in the background. I was doing some work, and um, there was so much of that deck. Um, and really, uh, the there... Thanos lockjaw. Yeah, not Thanos' lockjaw. Uh, just oh, the Hypo lockjaw. Yeah, Janejaw. Jaw. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I, okay. I kept saying Thanos' lockjaw. Yeah, I was um, gonna say I'd be surprised. Yeah, no, no. no uh, the the, the dumb jaw, just Jane Jaw, like the the one with Jubilee. Um, and uh, it's good. It's really good, and uh, it's got, it got refined. It and uh, I
0: knew it was gonna be good.
1: There you go. So you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of that. I I suspect, and I think it's gonna go away after a few days because, um, you know, there's gonna be people who just Shang chi them right to the moon. Oh
0: yeah, it's it's a very it, it's a deck that's definitely very vulnerable to Shang Chi, and there's not really a way to fix that. Like you just kind of accept it, and fortunately not a crazy amount of decks are running shang right now he's still around but
2: not like, quite as much as he used to be that's for sure yeah, oh my that's gosh what it feels like to me when i hit infinite with uh galactus like there was shang chi everywhere everywhere mm-hmm. and i just i think it's kind of like I, I haven't seen him quite as much i think
0: the shuri meta has like forever tainted my like uh shang expectations because back then like you you were running shang chi or you were running a Sherry deck or if you were giga brained you put the shang chi in the Sherry deck which got me a few times in spite of it being a very much less than optimal uh decision for you, that don't, you
1: don't sound bitter at all no no of
0: course not no uh uh, I'll never forget those eight cube losses to. Oh Aang no, those, those, oh are, those are. Oh my god, those are bad. That's how you know it's the most like toxic inbred meta ever is when the the proactive deck is proactive power deck is running the counter card just for the games where they don't get the their proactive <laughs> and, and, stuff. And
1: this is this is coming from the guy that like put chi in bounce. So uh...
0: yeah. Yeah, I not... put him. I'll put him in everything. I still think <laughs> he's good in bounce. I have actually nobody plays around it in bounce, and it's hilarious because sometimes it's all you need is just like a big kitty pride in one lane and it's a almost in another lane. It's almost as
1: five head is putting it in a deck that plays a, a a huge red skull on turn five, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. hashtag Unnerf Red Skull.
1: <laughs> no, don't unnerf. I, well,
0: <laughs> is I unnerfing
1: him, renerfing him because of the plus two? I don't even want to. I don't even want to know. No. Um yeah.
2: All right, well.
1: So, so that that's that. So uh the picks for for uh next month starting tomorrow. Um when we meet next uh we'll be a little bit into the meta. Um and we'll be able to see how things have developed from here because I think that that really if you're if you're listening to this um a few days from now, um you know, we recorded this on Sunday June 4th. Um this meta has been evolving quickly. Um, there's a lot of viable decks and there's a lot of counterbalance. And so like, as one thing kind of tilts that the cold tapestry kind of unwinds a little bit, like kitty pride and wave are like the, 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 the glue, but you know, it's kind of interesting to see how, how things will develop, especially with the introduction of the new cards. Yep. For sure. All right. So um, to wrap it up, uh, let's do the, 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 the socials thing. Um, Mr. Nom Nom where can people find you online
0: yeah so you can find me over on YouTube at Zombies Go Nom Nom same with Twitter Twitch uh, Zombies with a Z at the end of it Go Nom Nom uh, do pretty regular streaming took the last few days off for the Diablo 4 release and might actually stream some of that tonight. I'm not sure. Nice. Uh, but that's been occupying my time uh, quite a lot the last few days, but it's been kind of nice because, I mean, there hasn't been a whole ton going on in Snap in the last week uh, outside of just messing around with like the new card last week a little bit, and it was fun. Um, the new season looks like it'll be fun, but I think it's really going to pick up with Conquest mode, and that's when... I'm excited to uh, try and dive into some new content stuff because I can't wait to see, you know, people are going to have more interest in battle mode, and I think it's it's going to open up a lot more opportunities for content that previously I don't think there was as much community interest in. Uh, we've, we've seen there's there's a pretty strong grassroots tournament community for Snap. People are pretty involved with it. Uh, I wish I was more involved with it, but it's it's just hard to find time. Um to commit to that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm excited that Conquest is going to kind of bridge the gap a bit and and let us do some of that competitive battle mode stuff and bring more interest to it without having to necessarily always be involved with the the tournament stuff cuz I think a lot of people are in that position where you know Snap is just a it's a it's a fun phone game they play every now and again uh not going to go out of their way to play like some big multi-hour tournament for it but hey if you can just pick it up at your convenience and jam some games in the, the battle mode and get some cool stuff from it. Uh, it's it's an exciting time for the game. And I'm I'm looking forward to it in like two weeks or whenever it drops.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's, that's it. And the Snap's on YouTube channel. You can check out. I'm doing stuff for them still. Pretty much three videos a week. Uh, day one decks for the new card, uh, meta, tier list stuff, and then the infinite decks of the week. So if you hit infinite with uh, a deck you think is cool um, or if you know you're making it for your first time or whatever if you want to uh, at me or uh, snap zone on Twitter uh, it helps us kind of see the decks so we can get some decks to put into the the community spotlight video nice yeah, that's uh, that's it for me
2: very cool
1: and I included uh, all those links in the chat um, the snap zone YouTube your Thank Twitter you. and your YouTube as well as zombies appreciate it Mr. Wolf, all right, folks, find you. Uh,
2: yeah, um, I'm on Twitter at uh, NateWolfTCG. Wolf TCG. It's N A T E W O L F E T C G. Playing some Hearthstone sometimes, playing some Snap, and uh, yeah, but mostly active on Twitter. It's uh, kind of where where all the people hang out my you can see my terrible banner up there is uh it was created using the help of photoshop beta ai last uh on friday night <laughs> it,
3: was, oh, really?
2: it was one of the most horrific things uh that i've ever experienced it was really something else <laughs> but uh, i was there can confirm
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it um yeah I, I i didn't want to pony up the uh the extra cash to play diablo two days early but i'll i'll be getting it for sure i've played all of the other diablo games minus the the mobile version but uh played one you didn't
0: miss much there (laughs) i
2: I heard it was great but that the uh the microtransactions kind of killed the the game
0: monetization ruined it like you can't you can't have paying for power in a game like diablo where the whole game is trying to power up your character it doesn't work some games you can get away with it uh Diablo, you you really... You you can't, and it's kind of funny because, I mean, Blue and I played that when it first came out, and the game itself was actually fun aside from the... like, It was just like they made the gearing absurd at the end level, but I saw something I thought was so funny was like a month or two after it released, there was like the number one guy on some big server, and he paid so much money that he couldn't get into games with people anymore because he was too high above them. So he invested like probably like tens of thousands of dollars and he couldn't even play the PvP that he spent all this time getting powerful for because he was too pay to win to where the game wouldn't match him with normal people. And at that point, I'm just like, that it's so sad, but it's so kind of funny. That (laughs) that was like the the end result of such a crazy microtransaction system
2: yeah anyways i but i did play the the original diablo way back in the day and the expansion for that i played diablo 2 in the expansion diablo 3 in the expansion and so there's no way that i can't play diablo 4 like it's good
0: oh too. it's if you like diablo games at all in my opinion you owe it to yourself to play diablo 4 it's probably i got access on thursday and what's today sunday I, it's hard remembering the amount of things I've done in between Thursday and Sunday that have not been Diablo 4.
2: Without <laughs> spoiling it, can you just tell me how was the storyline? Like, I, th- I enjoyed it. I, I, felt, felt I like... thought the
0: story was really fun. I actually I tweeted out about it today. It was, in my opinion... It was probably my favorite of the Diablo. I'm stories. excited
2: because I felt like Threes was just a little bit lackluster. Like three as a game was beautiful and it was fun. Yeah, but Three's the-
0: three story was very tropey and obvious and I well, thought this one was a lot more fun and I think it was the game feels a lot more grounded to like a, a gritty setting, whereas three wasn't quite as like dark and gritty with it it was I actually
2: thinking? three was like very kind of polished and like it was beautiful but it was it, it got a little cartoony and so i was excited yeah, to see this them is like
0: much more like d2 it, it's not as cartoony it's uh this gritty dark world but i really like the story and i found myself very impressed by both the the voice acting and just like the music and sound effects like 'Cause the first day I played I played on stream, so I was listening to music and talking to friends or whatever. But the second day I played without any of the like distractions or anything else going on and I really got into the just like the, the sound and the story and I found it very immersive. I thought it was really good. Um I really only have one like minor complaint and it's a it's a very it's a small thing, but it's it's mainly just uh Slightly spoilery. So well, I'll, we'll, we'll wait to I'll talk you know, about we'll it.
2: revisit it later. But, uh, anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at NateWolfTCG. It's N A T E W O L F E T C G, and uh, I also do a, a Hearthstone podcast, Wild format Hearthstone podcast, every Friday with Electric Sheep City and Hydralisk, and uh, you can find us here on this channel at Born to Be Wild, um, or at Born to Be Wild HS and uh yeah i have i've got some other content that i'm kind of working on um some do f- looking at doing some lore potential lore episodes for marvel marvel comic stuff i've been a comic book nerd since i was like 10 years old or maybe younger than that and uh recently picked up marvel unlimited and been reading a ton of comics kind of getting back into it and i'm excited to to work on that it's a ton of work like zombies could tell you i think your lore episodes are phenomenal made me kind of want to do one i was like let me uh, let me try my hand at this and it's you don't
0: realize how much time it takes until you like sit down to do it and you're like oh this is what i need and then you go and do this stuff and it's like it's very involved i wish it like it's a very satisfying thing to work on but there's a reason I don't do a ton of them, and it's not because I don't want to do a ton of them. It's because it just takes so much time
2: between the research between, and the writing. Yeah. It's taken the better part of like a full week um, outside of my full time job, and it's and I'm still not done with it yet. And it's like, oh my gosh! But but I think it'd be cool, like once it's done. And, uh, so we'll see, like if, you know, if I can pull one out and it turns out, okay, maybe I'll do more. I don't know. We'll, we'll see where yeah, it goes. I'm but I am excited.
0: Uh, I think the lower space is pretty criminally underrated, uh, right now. Cause it's because um, it's hard
2: to do, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: <it is>. That's <laughs> it's, probably one of the things. Uh, well, Especially why. to,
2: to do it, to do it right. And it's like to, to try to fit in the pertinent things, but still be succinct is very difficult.
0: But oh, I think, yeah. but I
2: think you know, there's there's a space there, and I I watched some other ones that people had done, and there's just there's definitely uh, a space f- for it, that's for sure. Um, oh yeah. But trying to be timely with the releases is something different because it's just it's it's time consuming, and I'd much rather do it right than do it fast, and so yeah, that's um,
0: if, if I have one piece of advice, it's uh, don't stress uh, release dates or like. Do it when you think it's ready, not because you want to time it with something. Like I, I was lucky and was able to time the Jeff release well, uh, but the Arrow one was totally on a whim, and same will be with the Wave one whenever I get it finished. And I, I think that's it's better to do it when it's done rather than doing it because you feel like you need to do it by a certain date. Because I'll be honest, I don't think it makes a crazy difference in terms of like, yeah, maybe you'll get slightly more people, but I think people will be interested in, you know, if it's a, a season character, they'll probably be interested for that, uh, in that character for most of the season. Well, maybe it, longer, <laughs> so it's like,
2: maybe it, uh, so m- the first one will be on, on the ghost spider, uh, AKA spider Gwen, which, uh, this actually be kind of funny seeing as the card is not super playable upon release as you're waiting for more of the Spider-Verse cards to come out. So
0: Yeah, maybe it benefits you if it doesn't <coughs> come out right away because more people will be interested in the card in like three weeks. <laughs> tomorrow, I don't know. Well,
2: maybe it buys me a little bit of time then. But anyways, uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to be here. I always love talking about Snap and comic books and all that stuff. So yeah, thank you for having me. Very much appreciate it.
1: Don't don't worry. Spider ghosts will be playable when they nerf Galactus. That'll that'll be the thing that makes it playable. Oh,
2: God. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. All right, Blue. You can find me on Twitter. I included the link in the chat. uh, Twitter.com forward slash B-L-U-T-R-A-N-E for as long as I can stomach being on the platform, which is getting more despicable by the passing day. Um, but it still has the most reach and the most people, so what uh, so keeps me coming back. Um, you can also find me on Discord. Um, I'm in a number of Discords, but most importantly, I am in the Born to be Wild Discord, which is the Discord for the Born to be Wild podcast. But it also has a wonderful Snap section that's active with a lot of wonderful people that you've probably seen on Ladder or in the community. Uh, so feel free to uh, engage with me there as well. Cool. Thanks, guys. And thank you for being accommodating to my schedule, um, which will probably continue to be a bit wonky. But as long as we're flexible on the weekend, uh, should be um, uh, should be able to, I guess, work around it. And thank you, Nate, for making me my sick avatar that I'm using on Twitter and Discord as well. Um, Nate, Nate makes all my avatars for me. Um, because he's much more talented in the visual arts than I, but I, I think you've outdone yourself with this one. Uh, uh, it's subtle, but I, it's,
2: it's I didn't do much, but, uh, you know,
1: sometimes less is more,
2: sometimes yeah. less is more. Yes. Uh, so I'll always happy to find a good reason to, to Photoshop anything for a good cause and, um, <laughs> fat rainbow Pikachu is definitely, uh, a good cause. So,
1: ah, oh, he's so squishy. It's so good. Yep.
2: He's a, he's a big <laughs> fellow. all right well uh thank you everyone for joining us um live here on twitch we really appreciate it and so uh till next time keep it cosmo
1: keep it cosmo keep it cosmo take care everyone thank you enough said bub